The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. The collision of common sense and comedy. is the collision of common sense and comedy. This is the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. Arguably the strangest and most childish interview on a major news platform that I've ever seen. Probably, arguably, the strangest and most childish interview ever. Last night, Chris Cuomo outdid himself, outdid CNN, outdid MSNBC and any other bad quote-unquote journalist, broadcaster, interviewer than I can than I recall. And Kellyanne Conway matched him step for step in childish hyperbole rhetoric and arguing that amounts to nothing except 32 minutes of people talking over each other. It would have been better if they'd been screaming at each other because then you're, you know, they're passionate. They're just talking. No, they were talking over each other, Chris, like like the other one wasn't there, except for the (laughs) fact that they would randomly respond or occasionally respond to what the person said and then take it in a direction that had nothing to do with what the person was saying. And the saddest part about all of this, this is 2018 America. This is American culture. These are our smart people. These are leading. These are the people that are leading America 2018. This is who we are. This is the stamp of what America is. And we tolerate it. We put up with this. Worse than that, we celebrate it. You know why we celebrate it? Because half of the people that watch that interview or will watch it. If you want to see the whole thing, I'm warning you what you're in for. 32 minutes of of agony, probably, is at theblaze.com. You can go up there, the whole story's there. But half of the people that watch that will say, good for you, Chris Cuomo, good for you. And about the other half say, good for you, Kellyanne, good for you. Chris, I couldn't even enjoy it from a... From a sensational, ah, Kellyanne stuck it to him there. Ah, Chris one-upped her there from a debate perspective. From a debate perspective, throw the issues out. Throw out the, the importance and significance of the things that they were discussing. Throw it all out the window. And just say from a debate perspective, a journalist on a major television news network primetime One of the faces of their network interviewing the spokesperson for the president of the United States. And I couldn't even go, wow, that was was a good debate from either side. Neither one of them would you say, wow, that was that you you were you were a good debater there. Nice job. It was children on a playground. In fact, I don't know if it's that bad or if it's that good. There are children on playgrounds that have more. Uh, noteworthy, important discussions that are able to to string thoughts together more coherently than these two knuckleheads. 
It's it's unbelievable. It's beyond propagandist. It's it's you cannot reach the level of propaganda coming from both of them without both of them really believing their own crap. You can't do it. You you couldn't hire people to be that good of a propagandist on either side. They believe this stuff. Seriously. All right, I've got a clip for you. Oh, I hate to do this to you. I hate to do it, but it's important. We'll play a couple of minutes in total. There will be a couple of times, a few times that I stop the uh, the tape and try to make some points about some of the things that were said. But most of this is just to show you the world we live in right now. When I play this for you, I please keep going back in your mind that this is only a small piece, a couple of minutes of 32 nonstop minutes of this stuff. 32 minutes and it doesn't stop. The whole time just speaking over each other, not yelling over each other, Chris. Like children, oh yeah, what about this? What about that? And just back and forth, back and forth. Like the other one wasn't there. They both were giving monologues most of the time at the same time. (laughs) Occasionally one would pause, pick up on one or two words the other one said, and start their next monologue. The other one would pause at some point, hear a word or two they said, and start the monologue again. Arguably, probably the strangest and most childlike interview on a major news platform I've ever seen. Here we go. Or? Unless you're getting fifty dollars for every time you say the word, it used to be collusion. Tonight is lying. No, Some other day they both matter. By the way, keep... both words matter. Really? What we don't know if there's mean? proof of one. There's an investigation going on that our president disrupts so every chance more, he gets. You cover that more than the booming matters. economy. You cover that more than the low unemployment rate. You cover that more than the consumer. He talks crisis. about this more than he you talks are, about all of those things. You were a world-class journalist. He used to go to plane crash sites and cover war I go and now. Famine. I was no, in Helsinki and saw one of the most embarrassing things I've ever seen in oh, my life. Oh, we saw what you wrote about it. We saw what you wrote about yeah. it. Are, it was you, really you like embarrassing. Would you take that back? Was that a big no, lie? No, not a chance. Right. Was it the was the story that CNN published on July 27th? It was embarrassing what happened be, in Helsinki. That now needs to be walked back a lot. And I'm glad that you yeah, didn't you have to experience it the way it, so we did. I'm not ignoring to. anything. I'm speaking to what is true. And i got to tell you something. Booming economy. This is going exactly Deregulation. Consumer confidence. Those are Those are all good indices. I talk about what matters on this show all the time. You know what, what matters? That the president this. was asked the same question yeah. that you're asking me, and yeah. he answered it. And he only lied. He, no, only he knows what he believes. No. Only he Wait. knows what he knew. Only he knows what he believes? No, only know, he knows what he experienced. Only he knows what he... But that's not true. But he, Why? Because you say so. Because it's not a matter of perspective. No. Tell hold me on, hold on, would, hold, on, hold on right there a second. Chris, what am I listening... It's like I fell and hit my head... And do not have the cognitive ability to understand English anymore beyond a couple of sentence uh, words, syllables, maybe a sentence or two. It's like I, I, I fall, or I'm. It's like they're speaking a foreign language. It, I, I, what is going on? Uh, what, 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 what was that? I have no idea. They covered in that minute that we played. I don't know seven topics. Yeah, and then a lot circled of back to several of them again. By the way, one quick note is this, that's one minute of 30, the whole thing went like that. Chris Cuomo has this failed concept. It's, I'm going to do my best to try to put it out there. 
He is apparently completely butthurt about the possibility of the president lying. Listen, the president has lied to you. Uh, He lied to you on the campaign trail and he lied to you as president. Uh, Obama lied to you on the campaign trail and lied to you as president. I'm not forgiving it. I'm saying the president lies. Every president has lied to you. Certainly in our lifetime, in the, the, the clips, the we call it spin now, right? No, it's lies. It's what it is. It's what they do. Most of your governors and senators and congressmen, in fact, they all probably have. That's just accepted. We get it. I'm not saying it's good. It's not. It should not be that way. But Chris Cuomo is fixated on one lie in this entire interview and everything he's doing. He keeps going back to whenever any uh, Kellyanne Conway brings up anything or anybody brings up anything about, uh, you know, where's Russian collusion? This whole thing was supposed to be about Russian collusion. He lied. He lied. What do you goes back to one lie. The lie is that he didn't try to influence the campaign, had no knowledge of the paying off of McDougal and uh, Stormy Daniels. That's because we heard him on tape. You heard him on tape directing Cohen about the lie. So see, he know you or uh, about the cover up, the payments, right? So we know it's a lie. We know he lied when he said he didn't know anything about it. Kellyanne Conway keeps going. Why? What makes you say? Because I heard the tape, and he said he lied. You know, shows he lies. She said he said he didn't lie afterwards. Yeah. And this is what they keep going back to, and he keeps going lie, lie. I didn't count them. We should have somebody count up and edit all the word lies together that Chris Cuomo says. In 32 minutes, if he does not say it 70 times, I'll be stunned. He lied. He lied. Lie. Lie. He just, he lied about it. He lied to the American. And he keeps going back and forth. And he keeps telling her, admit he lied. Admit he lied. Over and over, he keeps saying versions of that. Okay. It's wrong if the president lied. It's morally wrong if he paid somebody off about an affair he had with uh, with porn stars while he was married. Absolutely morally wrong. That's not what I want from a president. Is it illegal? Maybe. It could be if they tried to use campaign funds. If it came out of his come out of his pocket, probably not. But do we know he lied about that? It looks like he lied. It's not been proven in a court of law. The tape is a little little questionable in the context. Okay, but Chris Cuomo has ruled unilaterally it's real and it is an admission and it is the smoking gun the president lied. Even if it is. His goal is, say it's a lie, Kellyanne. Chris, I don't believe it. Say it's a lie. Why can't you just say it's a lie? Forgetting, of course... All of the other backstory. And he keeps going back to say it's a lie. 32 minutes of say it's a lie. Now, there's an interesting little piece coming up here about, remember, this is his focus. He weaves it in and out, in and out, a little bit more. Tell me where it's this is going. It's not an eyewitness testimony. Hey, tell me he's where not this is the going. only one who knows if he's telling the truth Tell about me where this. this is going. Where Michael are the criminal Cohen charges? Knows. David Pecker where, where knows. Where are the impeachment? Mr. Weisselberg may know. Do you know. think he should be impeached? It's not my call to make. Yeah, but, but CNN and MSNBC said the word 222 times yesterday for an average of 3.5, every, once every 3.5 minutes if you take out You think he should tell the truth to the American times. people? For what purpose? Do you think he should tell the truth to the American people? Yes, and I think you should too, and here's the Do truth. Do you think that he should be Best impeached if he has been shown lifetime. to be lying to the American Best people consistently about Secretary criminal State, conduct? Mike Pompeo going back to North Korea again because we're trying to denuclearize. Is he going there before or after he goes to South Africa to help out those white farmers? Yeah. 
that the president Trump, mistakenly told people you? are being hunted down and you killed and having their land stolen. Hold on, hold on a second. Hold on, hold on. Again, uh, and this lie thing keeps coming back up. And you know, she's like, oh yeah, why aren't you telling her? Okay, let me, let me just throw up a random thing that the president's doing good. North Korea, North Korea. Oh really, North Korea? What about the white farmers in South Africa when he said this? What? Okay, I, I can't even get into each topic, but the short version is um, the white farmers are having their land ripped from them. This has been going on for a long time. And in the past, they have killed the white farmers. Uh, is it now? I'm not in South Africa, but we know, and it has been reported over the years. This is nothing new. It's been going on for 10 years. Uh, even on CNN, it's been reported. But of course, you got to throw that out there. And we've talked at length about North Korea over the years. Okay, a little more. Here we go. Because I think pulling you don't out of it was, the I South think Africa this president, tweet last no, night. I want to talk about uh. what matters to Americans because I actually talk to them every day. I'm not perched mm-hmm. in some anchor's lair, I mean chair, telling everybody, pontificating about what's important to them. I read the mail that comes to the White House, good, bad, and ugly. I go out and talk to people. Mm-hmm. I travel constantly. And they say we don't care if the president lies to us no, about criminal conduct? No, what they care about is that, that the president is doing everything he said he would do. He's keeping his promises. We <laughs> were he told, promise to tell them the excuse truth? Excuse me, we were told it was going to be global recession and the stock market the would crash, including on this Hold network. it, hold it, hold it a second. It's, it's like grade school, right? But he lied. He what? No, I didn't lie. No, but he lied. No, I didn't lie no, no, about that geometry lied. test. I didn't lie. No, no, but he lied. And when Pete said that, he did not. No, but what, he lied. What about that girl you were dating? No, but he lied. Ten years ago, you said that. What, what about the Bay of Pigs? I know you are one of mine. I know you are one of mine. I know you are one of mine. I know what you are one of mine. What about rubber your glue? I'm rubber your glue. That's dude. This is what happened. This is America. This is where we are. He's so right. Okay, I still haven't got the point about Chris. Listen. We, we were told that, that uh, everything, the economy would never be the same. It would be a huge disaster. And it now we're on to the economy. Direction. Does that mean it's okay from the lie about lie the, about the lie? Is lie. all you're going to say? I want you to own it. Show? I want you to own it the way his former lawyer Hold it, hold it, hold it. I want you to own it. Own Wait, really? I want you to own, own it? it. First of all, I want, you're an anchor, you want her to admit something that she does not apparently believe is true, that you do not actually have a smoking gun about. In other words, he has ruled this to be true, and he's now frustrated that she won't own it. She won't own it, Doc. She has to own it. You know, Chris, we used to call that admitting something, owning it, owning it. I want you to own something. That you don't believe is true. And I'm going to keep saying it until you do. What? I want you to own it. I want you to own it the way his former lawyer did. You want me to say something. I want you to own the truth. That's what I want you to do. Denied. And I want the truth. He wants the truth. You know what I see? I see somebody who's doing his best for this country and the results show it and you know it. What is the message of his opposition? I, I, hold on, Stop I don't know resist. it. You don't know I it? I don't know it. You know no, why? No, I don't. You know why? Because, because you and I are wealthy. Because the division. Because our kids no, are already not, in good schools. You're using one oh, no, no, no. simple metric one of success metric. in leadership. If you're one yes. of the six million Americans who have received yeah. a bonus or a raise, yeah. if you're one who of the- Who did better in that tax cut? People me, like us or the people who Okay, now we're on to the tax cuts. Who did better? 83 cents of every dollar went to people like us. You want to play facts, we can. I study them all the time. That. Please, I treat you. You're not as letting the woman talk. All right, hold on a second. Hold on, Chris. You got to comment. I got to. I got to give her all, some points. She's making some. Even though they're no, no, they idiots. are. They, I mean, listen. Some points were made. I'm yeah. not saying that both of them didn't make no. some points. They did. Even Chris made a couple. Yeah, of points. Chris made. But she's right about she when she's. 
if we put the standard of CNN, isn't he being a little sexist? Oh, right, the way he's treating her. The way he's treating her. Yeah. He's not letting her speak. A woman's supposed to speak over you. Yeah. All right, a little more, a little more. Here we go. I treat you you're not as letting the woman somebody talk who about comes in here to represent the president. Now we're on to me too. You're not other. letting me. You're going to get the same me, treatment yeah, from you're me. You're not letting okay? me speak. I am, but you are dissembling and you're distracting. Nobody can shut you no. down. You're not, you're you're not even letting me speak. What? 83 cents. Of hold on, hold on, hold on. How, okay, how sexist is that too, right? <laughs> I know. He's so mansplaining everything to Right, her. exactly. <laughs> Do you realize, and it's like, oh, we're on to another topic. Oh, there's the tax cuts. Oops, the economy. There's your budget. <laughs> Hashtag me too. Hashtag, I'm going to mansplain it. They have right. covered every topic on 2018 in 14 <laughs> seconds each. Not even. Not even four that. seconds each. Yeah. Here we go. Listen. 83 cents of every dollar went to the top. Okay? The black unemployment the rate, rate went down the black with unemployment. the unemployment rate. But relative to white, it is still just as bad. Okay? Why doesn't it matter that's the right measure. That's the lowest in history. Why doesn't it matter to you that it this does person, matter. excuse me, why does Hold it on matter a second. to you? Hold on a second. Uh, black, we're on a black unemployment. Somehow we ended up there. Okay, go All right, for it. unemployment. Unemployment rate is way down. Yeah. It did start dropping under Obama after it was hugely spiked. It's continued to go down, even with those low. policies of Trump for the last two years now, mm -hmm. or year and a half to year two years. Uh, black unemployment, way down. He's like, but it, relative to white, it's still just as bad. He means there's still a gap between white and black unemployment. Okay, you can't just force people to work. Uh, not, just, not just that. So if, you know, they actually want unemployment to be about 4%. Okay. That's actually a good number, they'll okay. tell you. Um, so let's say it's the perfect number, right? Four. Perfect. Four percent for whites. Got it. It's four and a half for blacks. Okay, okay. that's not great that's that there's not, a disparity no. or five or whatever. Okay, yeah. great. But still, by comparison, the four and a half yeah. to nine yeah. five course. years ago, six years ago, but that doesn't matter. No. It still has got some sort of disparity, even though it continues to drop. It's All right, just a touch more. That it does matter. Excuse me, why doesn't it matter to you? There are 6.6 .6 million available jobs right now for Americans who want it. The president is working on prison reform. He's breaking the back of the opioid crisis. Prison reform. Yesterday, we're on the prison reform. He's breaking the, the back of the opioid yes, crisis. Oh, opioid crisis. We hold on know. a second. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> Six seconds. Prison reform and opioid crisis. That Boom, here we go. Done. All right, I got to get a break in. <laughs> All right, back in a second with more. This is The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. Okay, there's a part I may have missed. It may be coming up. In case I missed it, let me make my point because I can't sift through this again. Okay, Chris at one point makes a, a Chris Cuomo uh, interviewing Kellyanne Conway makes a point about um, lying. Back to the lying, back to the lying, lying, and it may come up and you'll hear it. If not, it may have already passed. But he makes the point is like I can't let you get away with a lie, a lie. It's about truth. Truth, but facts matter. He's going down this, and I'm paraphrasing, but he basically says something. You can't just uh, assume or it's perspective. That's the word he used. He said it's not about perspective. In other words, you can't have perspective in facts. Mm -hmm. Facts are facts. There is no perspective, which is crap. Um, facts are facts. 
but perspective does matter. And that's the thing we, I don't think we realize that both of those things are important. Okay. For example, I look at something and I say blue and you say white. No, you look at that uh, dress and you say it's gray and uh, blue. I look at it and I, and say it's gold and white. Was it to you? Is it a fact? Yes, it is. But there is perspective does matter sometimes. Anyways, but he makes that passionate point. It's not about perspective. You mean like, I think I'm a woman Mm. or I think I'm a man. Mm. The fact is you have male genitalia. You're a man. No, no. But they identify. Do you see what I'm saying? He's full of crap. You can't have it both ways. Okay, picking up where he left off, there's a pretty interesting piece coming up. Chris Cuomo and Kellyanne Conway, listen. No, it is. It's spreading. You guys want to address it, and I respect that. I can't let you say things that aren't true. That's not what the show's about. what are the stats? That's Fox. You go to Fox for that. Excuse me. Okay, I'm so glad you mentioned Fox, because none of you are able to get through most of your shows without mentioning them. What are you talking about? I I almost never mention them. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. He just said, you you go over to Fox. I'm glad you say it, because most of you can't get through without mentioning Fox. What are you talking talking about I, I hardly ever say it so i true. almost never and by the way she's so right about the network i've been watching cnn right now and they just played three interviews fox. from fox and friends to, and, and to call him out yes right so he's like a trash is fox <laughs> she says you know you guys constantly trash fox what are you talking about i almost never do except i just, except did, I just did four <laughs> seconds it gets worse listen what are you it's talking about? I, I almost never mentioned it's them by word name. It's not a good look to, not, to be so jealous of Fox News' ratings. I'm jealous of the opportunities they get to well, test sure. power. They just don't take them. Sure. That's what I'm jealous Earhart of. asked her every question oh, you're please. asking me. That's listen, where you got the answers. Listen, I'm not in the business of attacking but the people in the business. You did. Hold it! Hold it! Wow. Ta-da! I'm going to buy you over to Fox if you had the softball type questions or whatever. I'm glad you mentioned that because you guys constantly mentioned Fox. You can't even do it yourself. Please. Please, I'm not in the business of trashing other people uh, that I just did, and I hardly ever mentioned Fox, which I just did. Are you kidding me? Again, ta-da! This is who we are. You can see the whole thing at theblaze.com. I got to take a moment and pause. Uh, normally, at this point, I would tell you something about Wax RX or remove that earwax from your ears, but uh, right now, I want to see if they have some sort of system that can actually shove the earwax in there. Just, just impact that. It's like, what? No, I, I didn't hear Chris and Kellyanne. Nope, I, I couldn't hear it. No, no, I, I actually want the earwax in there. Nope, I don't want to hear them. The only thing worse would be hearing uh, maybe uh, Sarah Palin try to debate Chris Cuomo here. That'd be about the only thing worse. It's so true. The rest of your life, though, you probably don't want that earwax in there. So remove it safely, effectively, and efficiently by going to usewaxrx.com and ordering the WaxRx system. It's a three-step system designed by doctors to get that earwax removed. And uh, you could, obviously, without sticking that Q-tip or something else in your ear because you're not supposed to do that. It's uh, three steps. The first is the eardrops that soften the earwax. The second is the pump that's specially designed by doctors with the perfect amount of pressure to flush the stuff out. And then the pH balance rinse that leaves your ears soft and supple. It's called WaxRx and you can get it at usewaxrx.com. But don't forget the promo code radio to have it shipped to your door for free. Good, because I thought you missed um, you missed that one. I didn't. Neither did Bronuts. He says, Kelly... Kelly Conway whipped out the Christopher on Cuomo. It's like, I'm going to beat you ass. Oh, by, by the way, oh, that she called him Christopher? Yes. She calls him Christopher like halfway through 
she may have said Chris early on, but she almost exclusively calls him Christopher oh, yeah, then. Christopher, yes. About six times. Yes. At least six times. Yes. And it goes on because remember, this is just a couple of minutes right in the middle of it, like the 12-minute mark to the 14-minute mark or something. And at the end of the interview... He even brings up that she calls him Christopher. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, it's like you're trying to scold me. I haven't been called Christopher since my fourth grade teacher. Well, that is your name. <laughs> Seriously. This is this continues. You nailed something that, that he got and buttered all over. You know, so you, you want to go over there. Let me give you a dig and a slap at Fox News. By the way, Chris Cuomo at CNN calling out a biased network. Uh, okay. Uh, Calls him out. She says, you guys always call them out, please. I never call them out. Almost never. This was the one time. You caught me the one time. And by the way, I'm not in the business of calling out people. You just did. You are in that business, apparently. I just want to call him Christopher all day long. Libertarian saying Kelly and Chris sound like they just scanning through Twitter and reading random tweets. At, at the same time. <laughs> at the yes. same Christian, uh, Christian, please. Christian. Oh, Christian. Really? really? Christian Cruz. Uh, Chris. Christian. Uh, it's Christian. Chris. You know, I'm not in the business of calling you out. Let me. This is the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson, only on the Blaze Radio Network. Doc Thompson. All right, uh, this has been a uh, bizarre day. Market though, Friday, August twenty fourth. This is a uh, red letter day for America. This is this is where you are. <laughs> if, if you keep saying to yourself like, "I just don't recognize America anymore in society," hell in a handbasket. Any of these phrases have come up, and uh, you, yeah, I weep for the future and whatever. And you think, you know what? Am I just being old? Maybe it hasn't changed like that. No, no, it's this is it. All right. I, uh, I'll get some of your tweets coming up, and I want to hear from you, by the way, and we'll take some calls, 888 We'll get some of those coming up as well, because this is just bizarre. Mordecai, wake up. But I, uh, I have a little bit more to play. We're not going to belabor this, but about another minute total. Two interesting points, okay, uh, beyond the just arguing. But notice, even the points that you kind of, the little nuggets you get out of things yeah. they've said yeah. is in the middle of both of them talking. Yes. 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 So both oh, of them yes, talking yes, over yes. at the same, over yes. one another. Like same time. They were going to talk over. Yes. All right. A little bit more. Here Where's the investigation of Comey and McCabe? And you know, some people investigate things on the, on the basis of no, merits. No, hold on. Instru- oh, you, you know? think it's well, not So you got your own attorney general in there who loves Donald Trump, even though he just defecates all over the he guy on a regular business. And, well, he does. I've never seen him like that. He just defecates him. Whoa. Whoa. What you, well, he does. That's what I heard. That's what Pete told me out by the bike rack. We were talking, and he said the president defecates all over him every night. Well, he back that up. We got to hear that. Of gold. That's gold. Think of, it's a little kid. Right? Well, he does. That's what I was told. Some guy told me that in gym class. Okay. Now, he's defending Jeff Sessions. Defending Jeff Sessions. CNN was on a witch hunt against Jeff Sessions. Do you remember? But now they're coming to Jeff Sessions' aid. 
Now, does Jeff say he loves the president and the president just defecates all over him? Okay, listen, here we it's go. So you've got your own attorney general in there who loves Donald Trump even though he just defecates all over the he guy on a regular love. business. Whoa. And, well, he does. Well, I've, never seen anybody, anyway. I've never seen anybody treat somebody say, the way well, he's treating his attorney general. And he should just get rid of him. Well, they he were in give a meeting him the today that I witnessed. Of asking him a very to leave lengthy meeting he's just going to attack him all the time. Wait a minute. He's defending Jeff Sessions and says the president should give him the dignity yes. to ask him to leave rather yes. than just defecate all over him. Yes. Because, you know, unless the president asks him to leave, Jeff Sessions Has is bound by law by God and with chains that he has to be has to the do. attorney general. Yes. Jeff could never go, I, I think I'm just going to resign. <laughs> he can't do that, Chris, oh, no. unless the, the president forces him to stay and then whoosh, whoosh, just beats him every day. And, of course, defecates all over him. Oh, well, he has to defecate <clears throat> all over him. So apparently Trump likes to be whizzed on and yet likes to poop on Jeff Sessions. Yes. Is that what it yes, is? Yes, is yes, there a yes. tape? A poo poo tape? I think there might be a poo poo tape out there. Tom Arnold has it. Ah, let's get Tom Arnold. See, Tom this morning is going, What? There's a poo poo tape. There's a poo poo tape. He'll be on uh, Jimmy Kimmel tonight. And I don't mean his show. No. Okay, here we go. Listen. No American is impacted by your nonsense collusion, your fantasies about impeachment. So he wants your Jeff Sessions about to help advance an agenda when he Jim tells Comey's everybody that he doesn't book? respect them all the time? No, no, no. Come they on. were together after that. Aren't you the least bit interested? Is your I think it speaks to Jeff Sessions interested. having a hell of a lot of sense of duty to the American I mean, people. What I this can't believe he has Hold on, hold on. What? Oh, sorry. Right, say <laughs> duty. You can't say duty after you talk about poop. Chris <laughs> may have a. He may have a problem. He may be. I think that was a Freudian <laughs> slip there. You can't say duty after. You Kelly, just, I'm telling you, that's all caca. <laughs> Do that. Jeff Sessions, some turd out there. Watch. Now I have to listen for it. Trust me, there's going to be all kinds yep. of... All right, yep. I would at least expect you, as somebody who loves his country, and I know you do, to say, you know what, Kellyanne, here are the five things Donald Trump has done as president that I can get behind, that I'm proud of, that I... Can you name them? No, my job... No, you, no, you can't. Is exactly. My so you're job showing is to do, Because that's not my job. Your job is not that's to not love this country. Job. And to say the president you of the United States... You love the country whoever, by making sure that the, the integrity of its leadership right. and their ability to well, look the people of this country say. in the face and tell the truth. Get, get raises intact. and bonuses. The corporate tax rate going from corporate 35 to 21 percent that's unleashed wealth. The Does repatriation the truth matter? Of wealth. Yes or no? Oh, that's, there's that's one coming up. Truth. Listen. Does the truth the matter? The truth always matters, but Good. you're not telling the truth. Is he telling the, the truth, truth about these payments? Do you ever hear the whole truth and nothing but the truth? You decide to selectively what you're going to Is cover. Is he telling you it all counts? Does he tell the truth about these payments? There was wall-to-wall coverage about a, a missing woman in Iowa until she was found, and God rest her soul. And then you, this, this you don't God even have the decency. Soul. You're not letting her soul rest. Oh yes, you're I waving am. her like a flag. No, I would never. We're hijacking her How grief. How dare you? If you're not with us about immigrants, then you don't care about Molly Tibbetts. Hold on, we're on to Molly Tibbetts. Hold on, there it is. We're about the, uh, I don't know, 22-minute mark, somewhere around there. Wow. And uh, we're at Molly Tibbetts now. Molly Tibbetts. I went from the corporate tax rate 30 seconds ago to Molly Tibbetts now. Which, I'm sorry, I don't think they're using that as a flag to join the immigration. It's just pointed out that, I would say, and this is, I am being completely honest about what I believe here. There's no question. That the left and the media, CNN, has ignored his immigrant status more than the president has tried to capitalize on it 
and I'm sure there is a little bit of politics. You bring it up because this is an issue. Yes, it's a dead woman. Uh, I didn't bring this up the day she was found, the day we found out. As I say with the mass shootings and murders, you know, try to give the people 24 hours or so to be notified and whatever. And then fine, let's talk about the issues. I have no problem with that. But CNN, who's ignored the immigration status of this guy, have ignored the illegals, uh, ignored Kate Steinle and all of those far more than the president had tri- has mentioned it. This is a real problem. A little, little more. How, How dare the you president you do that? Just like Kate Steinle. So yeah, if you a, don't want get, to abuse immigrants the way the president does, if hold, you it. Don't hold, it. hold it. If you don't want to abuse immigrants the way the president does, Chris, Chris, this is Chris Cuomo. Christopher Cuomo. Christopher Cuomo, who just told you it's about facts, facts, yeah. facts. And he just said the president wants to abuse, if, if you don't want to abuse immigrants like the president, president. does. When have we seen a president Is he saying abuse? the president wants to or the president does want to? Either way. Really? That's Chris, that's, that's fact? What is your fact? How is he abusing immigrants? Show me a little more. Is that, is that the end of it? All right. How are you feeling there? Feeling great. Uh, there, there's, I don't know, 10 minutes more of this or whatever, but we're going to end there because that's all I could stomach today. <laughs> and that's the second time I've heard all that because I listened to the entire thing. Honestly, um, CNN and Chris Cuomo absolutely should be ashamed. I know they have no shame, but they should be. When he was like, it was embarrassing. Helsinki was embarrassing. I was embarrassed, Chris. It was embarrassing. He said that like four times. <sighs> uh, Chris, you should be more embarrassed, far more embarrassed this at interview. this. Yeah. Well, this was not even an interview. <clears throat> and he said, oh, and this is going exactly the, the way I thought it was going to go. Right. Then why have her there? And, and okay, so you thought it was going to go this way, so you just kept on? Yeah. Uh, change the interview. Have a, by the way... He has no control over this interview. Talk about interview 101. You completely lost control of the interview as soon as you start getting all, you know, I know what you did, but what am I? From, from a competency, who is more competent in doing their job and representing, they both were horrible. Oh, for sure. Chris Cuomo was, was worse. Yes. I mean, I'm not saying that because I support the president. I don't yeah. or whatever. Uh, his job is to interview, get yes. some questions or whatever. And all he was doing, it was it was even worse than a debate. You're not supposed to debate people in an interview. No. You can challenge them on mm-hmm. questions, and that's fine. And at times it becomes debate-esque. This entire thing was him going, yeah, what about this? What about that? What about this? And not even good points. And none of those were actually based on facts. They were all taken one little nugget out of context. You can't have a 32-minute interview covering that many topics and throw out these random facts without putting them in context and expect you're actually making a point. Yeah. You're not. That's propaganda. That's making The president hates immigrants. Let's move on. The president hates black people. Let's move on. That's what he was doing. So, Chris, this is an embarrassment. The CNN, this is embarrassing. Chris Cuomo should go. He should resign. You're not capable of doing this job. CNN, you should shut it down. Turn the power off. Call the, ca- the, uh, the cable providers and say, we're done here. That, it's at that level now. I'm not saying you should boycott them. I'm not calling for a boycott of their sponsors. I'm saying for the quality and what they're doing, this is absolutely propaganda.
and they can't even do it well. Shut it down. Go away, CNN. Now, from Kellyanne Conway, an embarrassment as well. Not as embarrassing. Yes, uh, presidential spokespeople are going to defend. It is one-sided when it comes. That's what they do. I don't like it. I don't think that we should have spokespeople to this level, but that's what they do. So in that regard, okay, she quote-unquote did her job. But you know what? There isn't a, a full transparency coming from the administration. There hasn't been for many, many administrations. And that's frustrating, and it's not good. I believe that there are lies surrounding this. Kellyanne Conway brings up some really good points in the interview. All even, the, even those taken out of context, and what about the rest of it? Really frustrating. All right, you got some tweets. I Hashtag do. what I learned today. I think Ibixi saying, my gosh, it's like Christmas dinner at my in-laws. Oh, yeah, right? It's just back in... Uh, let's see, 32 minutes of this. That was really pushing it. Can you imagine sitting for an hour and a half of this or two hours? Yeah. It would just be like, oh, okay. Especially Chris. Chris, that family has to be like... Can you imagine... Oh my gosh! Imagine, can you can you imagine his house with this? That's what I'm saying. Chris and his brother come home for you know all those cousins. I'm like, I'm not. I'm not. Oh yes, uh, Thanksgiving. No, we're uh, we're in the Hamptons for Thanksgiving. Yeah, yeah. I just bought a house. <laughs> I have two horses, uh, Prickly Pete and Buttercup. <laughs> You know those cousins are not going home for oh, for, no. the, for Thanksgiving. No, nope, I'd be changing my reunion? name. Oh yeah, oh yeah. You got Al Spock saying, "Holy crap, Chris Cuomo." I'm sorry, Christopher Cuomo is a Jeff Session fan now. Right, he's in it for Jeff. Very concerned about Jeff's well-being and his career. <laughs> By the way, am I wrong? And Neil, Chris, uh, Mordecai, whatever, was I wrong about saying that's childish? Am I the only one that thought that was just bizarre back and forth? Bizarre, yes. Childish, no, because of where we are today. He should have made some more faces, I think. You know, every time he said, like, <laughs> yeah, he should have had a face. That's, that's all that was missing from his performance. Yeah. Okay. Oh, you know, you're right. I will call this a performance. Wow. I will call this a performance. Both, both try to perform to their sides. You know, it's funny too. And like I said, uh, most people, this is going to be one of the few places you hear anybody call out both sides for their failures and talk about both of their quote unquote successes. So most people this morning are like, right on Kellyanne, right on Christopher, right? I mean, this is what they're doing today, but it's a performance. You're right. They're just performing. Yeah. That's all it is. It's a performance. You know, Jack Cole's had a time saying, uh, Christopher Cuomo looked away, looked way worse than Kellyanne Conway. I do agree. I think she was still Yeah, she was though. bad, yeah. yeah. Even, even in a little bit in what she wanted to do. Because she tried to take control where she could speak. And he really wasn't. That part was a much bigger fail on his part. Yes. You do give the guest of the course. opportunity to comment. with, But he's so butthurt. Anytime she would say anything, even things that she knew was triggering him. She knew when she said certain things was triggering, he couldn't let it go. No. He, I have to comment. He didn't. I got to defend myself. It's not true. I got to just, you can let her finish the basic, you know, minute or so she's saying and then go, first of all, that's not true what you said about the network and moving on to your other point, whatever. You can do that. Yeah. But he could, yeah, I triggered. I'm just like, yeah, yeah, I'll give, I'll give props to Kelly <clears throat> Anway to uh, actually use those triggers because they're funny. It's funny seeing Christopher just melt, <clears throat> especially that whole Christopher. That's when she knocked that out. I was like, okay, 
Done. You just know, walk away, girl. You know when she's done just and walk she away. walked out, though. As as much bigger failure was it for Chris. You know, she walked out in the control room. They were going, nailed it. For, for Chris. <laughs> for Chris. He probably called his wife, j- texted her, nailed it. That's all he put. He, he texted his brother. Bro. Yeah. Bro. Just wait. Bro. 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 <laughs> Bruh, Bruh, nailed it. Wait. His just brother wait. may have texted him. Just saw it. Nailed, nailed it. it. <laughs> By the way, Matt says, go home, CNN. You're drunk discussing politics in a bar. I'm sorry. A drunk discussion at the bar sounds more. Much more. Better much more. Than what we just heard. I've been around discussions like this where I'm like, guys, hold on. Are you going to. One of you talking. Stop. Listen. Otherwise, this is all pointless. It frustrates me. All right, I get some really interesting points to make about a couple of things that they just touched okay. on, and they touched on a, boy, a, a bunch. We'll get to them in a second. First, got to remind you about Earthwater. It's theblaze.teamearthwater.com. Mm. Again, go to theblaze.teamearthwater.com. Best case scenario is for you to go there, read up on it yourself. Understand what's going on. We tried to lay it out here. It's pretty simple. Um, I'm not sure people get how simple it is. They think there's something else going on. It's an opportunity for you to make some side cash and you have to do very little. That's the big thing. That's the, the big, the big issue there. You can make some cash 40% weekly commission for doing very little. There's no other strings attached. You don't have to buy a bunch. You don't have to stock up on Earthwater. All you're doing is becoming a marketing person for Earthwater. You're sharing your information. Hey, Hey, if you use this stuff and you buy it, buy it through me and you get a discount and I make a 40% weekly commission. That's it. That's the whole thing. So play it all out. All right. I mentioned it to a couple of people, uh, made a couple of dollars. Cool. Hey, I've been mentioning it to a lot of people and I'm making a lot more. That's the bottom line. Theblaze.teamearthwater.com. Theblaze.teamearthwater.com. It's a great product and a great opportunity for you. Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. The Blaze Radio Network. You are listening to The Blaze Radio Network at theblaze.com slash radio. This is the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson on the Blaze Radio Network. Okay, a couple of interesting points to make uh, when it comes to Cohen and Manafort. And the big question, and Kellyanne was right about one thing. They have shifted from collusion to now lie. Yes. This is a couple of shifts if they've made, but now it's to lying. Uh, what was it before it was collusion? It was... Meddling. Meddling, interference. There was another one in there and then lying now. Mm-hmm. So now it's off collusion because they went through the entire trial with Manafort that started based on the possibility of collusion. They've thrown that out. And now it's he, uh, the lie. He lied to the American. It's not even campaign finance violation. It's not even the payoff, any of that. He lied about it, which the irony there is, didn't we go down this road in the 90s with, with Clinton? Was Chris Cuomo out there saying, what about the lie? The president lied to the American people, not on some shady ash tape from his uh, attorney that was put in the vault that was uh, owned by or uh, the the, uh, operators of the uh, National Enquirer. No, 
The president looked at the American people, wagged his thumb and said, I did not have sex with that woman, Monica Lewinsky, and then came out and said he lied. Okay. Where were you and where is your consistency on that? Yes, it's wrong for the president to lie. And I've called him out just like I did the president in 92. Slight variation in that Bill Clinton was president when he lied to the American people. And it was about something that happened in the Oval Office on our dime. President Trump lied to the American people, likely, we're not 100% sure, but likely did, leading up to the election, before he was president, about something that happened before he was president. Something that is a moral issue, not a legal one. Just like President Clinton's, about having sex. Right? With somebody other than their wife while they were married. That's it. Okay, fine. So, were you that upset about Clinton? I mean, Hillary's been on the show. Have you asked her about it? Have you asked Bill in the numerous times you've interviewed him? No, they haven't. And what did you say back in the day, young Chris Cuomo? I'm guessing you defended him. That was his personal life, you know. But they mentioned, uh, this keeps coming up, this idea of lying, right? And I laid out yesterday how many campaign finance violations there were. See, that's the reason I'm talking campaign finance violation. It may not have been illegal if he paid himself. Out of his own money, not the campaign yeah, finance. Exactly. But even if it was campaign finance and he gets nailed for it and they fine him, I've laid out how all of these people have had campaign finance questions, right? But there's another angle. In the worst case scenario of what CNN and others have laid out, President Trump would have taken campaign money given to him by people who want to see him elected president to pay off these women that he had sex with. To keep their mouth shuts, shut so he can get elected, right? That's the worst case scenario of what they're talking about for that piece, not the Russian collusion part. You know, there's something far worse that's happened 270 times over the course of 20 years from our elected servants. And CNN has ignored it. That congressional slush fund that we know of. 270 times people have been paid off because they had some sort of inappropriate activity or action from a member of the House of Representatives or the Senate. Most of it was some sort of sexual impropriety. And they reached settlements with these women and it didn't come out of their campaign funds. It came out of your pocket, Mr. and Mrs. Taxpayer. $17 million was paid out in settlements, averaging about $65,000 each, around $270,000 over the course of 20 years from 1997 to 2017 that we know about, and the ones that officially went through the congressional, uh, what is it, the uh, Office of Compliance. Chris, that's our money. Yeah. That congressmen used to pay off people who claim them of sex, claim sexual improprieties or assault or groping or hashtag me too, different things in their office. You know what? Some of them probably were innocent just in the sheer number, but some of them were not. And whether innocent or not, should the American taxpayers be paying for that? No, we should not. Where, where's CNN? Trump. One guy, worst case scenario, took campaign finance money, which is wrong, morally and legally, yes, to pay off the women about sex. 
270 times as part of an official fund, you had congressmen and senators taking your tax dollars to pay them off for similar things. The fund was set up in 1995. It exists. Wow. It comes out of the Treasury. It's a special fund at the U.S. Treasury. And in order to get the payoff, you as the congressman or senator have to go to your, uh, I think it's, it might be the party in power. It might be the majority leader, but it's somebody within the power. And they have to go, okay, yeah, go ahead and put it through, whatever. And they reach a settlement somehow. Leadership knows about it. Both Democrats and Republicans know about it. And you notice they're not even talking about the other side. Hey, I heard that guy from the other party got nailed because uh, some lady in his office and they end up going through that special fund. How come they're not saying it? Even the most honorable ones in Congress are not mentioning it. Why? It's the honor among thieves. It's administered by the Congressional um, Office of Compliance. And it was set up. Are you ready? Go for it. This slush fund to pay off people who congressmen do something inappropriate to was set up in 95 by a law that was passed called the congressional accountability act (laughs) chris the congressional accountability act set up a slush fund to pay off people that congressmen do something inappropriate to wow believe it or not you are actually being informed this is the morning blaze with doc thompson on the blaze radio network I feel good. I think I think we did some good last hour. I think we got some things done. All right, you got some tweets? I do, I do. Shiny American saying yes. Doc Thompson dropping the Congressional Slush Fund truth bomb. Boom, boom. It's true. And by the way, uh, there was a uh, there's a congresswoman. I think it might be Spicer. She's out of California. Who actually about a year ago, maybe only six months ago, uh, introduced a piece of legislation that says let's unmask who these people are. Mm. Let's see who got money through the slush fund. What congressman, oh. current or past? Uh, where's that bill? It is. It hasn't even passed by the House, let alone the Senate, let alone reconciled, let alone mm. going to the president's desk. It's dead. The only thing more toxic than that is term limits. Hmm. Where is it? Wow. Damn it, we have a right to know. It's yeah. bad enough they're using our money. So they can do whatever they want. They can walk in and play motorboat, do a hunk of hooga hooga with some young intern's breasticles. And guess what happens? We have to pay for it. Yeah. They can go all Al Franken on them. Yeah. Uh, Kevin Berg saying Congress and Senate needs term limits. Somehow, both houses managed to put up their courts to vote for such. Huh. Catch 22 or catch 69. Mm, you, like, you like that? You like that? Hmm. Kind of creepy the way you're saying that. Yeah. By the way, um, in the next couple of days, I want to talk more about the opioid crisis. Oh, yeah. Because they just mentioned that. And Chris yes, Cuomo, just, he started going crazy, well, right? 
Uh, that's one of the things that were mentioned in that interview. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, of just the two minutes of we the two played. two minutes we played. I bet they yeah. covered 400 other things as well. <laughs> no, he mentioned that, and Chris was all serious. This is an epidemic, and I, I at least applaud the, paraphrasing, applaud the president for taking this serious and whatever. Mm-hmm. It's more than that. Trump had a meeting earlier this summer with the uh, Secretary of Health and Human Services, Tom Price, mm. and the director of the National Drug Control Policy to take... Um, some actions on the opioid epidemic. And Tom Price, even at the time, uh, right after that, a reporter was talking to him and called it a national emergency. Tom Price said, yeah, it absolutely is. Mm. So they're they're taking this serious. But I just saw an article. It's being overblown. Yes, I saw that. Me and Jeff were talking about it last night. It's... Serious, but from it's what they're not, saying, it's not what they're doing. Not you even and I, close. No, it's not. You and I have been marketed to. Yes. And I even believed it. I believe. And it's, that's, that's one thing we're talking about. I mean, Jeff was talking about last night. Like, we both thought it was serious. Right. Until that report came out. I'm like. I mean, drug abuse is serious, is serious. And it happens. Yes. But not to this national yes. emergency crisis they keep making it. It's not. It's overblown. And um, it's being done for a couple of reasons. Political. Go figure. And money. Go figure. <laughs> That's what they're doing it for. But Chris, I saw a blurb, and I'm, I'm going to admit right now a failure on my part. Mm-hmm. In the article written about it, it mentions Chris Christie. Oh, yeah. Didn't you ask me? Heading I, up the White House Drug Addiction Task Force. Is I, that true? I looked it up, and the only thing that ties me back to it is that article. So I don't know is if it's true. We don't know? I do not know. It says that he's heading up the White House Drug Addiction Task Force. Uh... Is that now or was that under Obama? I'm assuming now, but we haven't heard anything. Because I got to tell you, the fact that we haven't heard about this bigger issue, why why haven't I heard about and him? Then we, and What's then he doing? having Chris Christie lead this charge. Chris Christie lead any task force that has to do with addiction? <laughs> okay. See, did you have... Come on! You did not let it Chris go. Christie is leading See, an addiction task force? We just talked about how Christopher Cuomo does not let it go. Chris. You do not let it go. Come on, man. Chris Christie is going to lead up our assault against donuts. He's going to lead the fight against pouring big M&Ms into little M&Ms. <laughs> Chris Christie is going to... Is he going to uh, head up the Health and Human Services? Is he going to head up the President's Fitness Council? He's heading up an anti-addiction campaign. Chris Christie. When I look at Chris Christie, he is like the poster boy for restraint. (laughs) All right, moving on now. So the president, um, Chris Cuomo, challenged him about his thoughts on South Africa. Let's uh, get an update from Lauren Southern right now. Hey, Lauren, how are you? How are you? Doing well. Uh, This is something that you've covered, and I believe we've had you on to discuss before. Twice. Uh, Yeah, two times. And you can find out more about Lauren and and what she's covering with this stuff at laurensouthern.net. Is that right? That is correct. Okay. So what is going on in South Africa? Is it true that white farmers are having their farms taken from them? Yes. It's insane to see the liberal media right now saying that Trump is a conspiracy theorist. This is all lies because this is quite public knowledge the South African government has said they're doing it. They've started seizing their first couple hundred farms. Now, what the liberal media are trying to spin it as is they're saying, oh, the government, first of all, they're saying this is in the Constitution, so it's allowed. Yes, you can amend your country's laws to 
do any number of horrible things. You can amend your country's laws to say Jews aren't humans or white land can be taken, right? right. So they just amended the yep. laws to say we can steal from white people. And that is what is occurring in South Africa. And I'm so glad that Trump has called this out because the UK government said, we need land reform. Every other government has been completely silent on this topic because they are afraid of pissing off the South African government, which it shouldn't matter. What they are doing is unethical. We should call it out. Any nation that believes in property rights and not discriminating against people's skin color should call this out. Well, the thing is, Lauren, this this is also isn't new. This didn't just start happening a week ago. They've they've amped it up. But this goes back a decade when they started doing this stuff. Right. So when Mandela came in, he said the goal was they wanted to take land from white people from the start. They wanted it to be a uh, a nation where mostly the Bantu people own the land. But what's crazy is Mandela at least said they wanted to compensate white farmers for the land. So uh. the current ANC is even more radical than what communist Mandela was proposing for the policy because they aren't giving any compensation at all. They're just stealing the land from these farmers. Now, are they injuring the farmers? Well, this is something that uh, is is a little more controversial to talk about. The land issue is 100%. We know they're stealing uh, land from farmers based on their race. The other side to this is there are farm attacks going on against South African Boer white farmers constantly where they are being tortured, raped, just horrific things. And a lot of this comes from the rhetoric in the nation that everything is white people's fault. They deserve to be punished for the crimes of apartheid, even though, of course, uh, it wasn't all whites that participated or created that system. And Another thing that is very scary is there is a successful politician in South Africa, one of the second largest parties there called the Economic Freedom Fighters, who has said, we don't quite want to kill whites yet, but no promises for the future. And he has sung songs about killing whites. He has said we need to cut the throat of whiteness. Ah. So, well, white farmers are not being killed yet. There are politicians that are elected in South Africa saying that may very well be the plan for the future. Okay, so we have no proof yet. The, the reason I bring that up, obviously, is you know, the president tweeted, I have asked Secretary of State at Sec Pompeo to closely study the South African land and farm seizures and exp- uh, expropriations. Uh, I'm sorry, ex. Yeah, expropriation. And the large yeah. scale killing of farmers. South African government is now seizing land from white farmers. So killing oh, no, it, of farmers. It, it, it is a fact that there are a large-scale killing of farmers in South Africa. I, okay. I just It's not confirmed whether it's the government facilitating it or not. But okay. if anyone can look into it, one of the most dangerous jobs on earth to, to work is as a farmer in South Africa. Okay, so give us an idea of, um, of how this is being laid out with them taking farms. Because they've already taken some, and I imagine that more are coming. Right. So right now, why the liberal media is trying to say this isn't a big deal is the first farms that are being taken are are farms called fallow land. So it's land that's not currently being used. But if people know anything about farming, it's that you have to rotate where you are putting your crops. Otherwise, you will overuse the land and make it 
entirely unusable. So there are white farmers that are leaving their land fallow so that it will be healthy and they can plant crops there later. Uh, and then the government is just coming in and taking those. And this is, this is an extremely scary thing because, first of all, I've been through the Bantustan farming areas. So these are the black tribal homelands. And most of the land there have these huge cracks and rivets in it from over farming. And that land is practically useless for decades afterwards. And white, the white farmers, the Boer farmers, as well as black farmers, they feed about 2,000 people per farmer. So you get rid of this fallow land from farmers, you give it away to people who don't know how to farm. Not only are you taking away a food source for thousands of people, but you are potentially damaging the land for decades afterwards by giving it to people who don't know how to farm it. And we know that the ANC are not going to be giving this farming land to expert farmers. They're going to be giving it to friends of their party. They're going to be giving it to political uh, operatives. They're going to be giving it to people who are going to support them because that's what this is. This is a policy brought in for votes, not to do something ethical. So what is the what is the overall take from the average South African? Um, is it evenly split? Is it down racial lines? Is most of the attitude of let's take it from the white folks? Is that from the government and a handful of people? What is What do the average people feel? Well, it, of course there are people both black and white who look at this and say this is horrific this is something that is going to be disastrous for south africa especially people who understand what went down in zimbabwe when they took away all of the white land and suddenly uh, a few years later they lost a huge food source their currency collapsed the government ended up begging for white farmers to come back (laughs) it was was disastrous for the Mm -hmm. country now i was talking to a Zimbabwean woman when I was in South Africa, and she was telling me about how after they stole the white land from farmers there, she fled to South Africa for opportunity so she could feed her family, and now she's terrified of what the future holds for South Africa once they drive the farmers out there, because she doesn't know where to flee after that. She doesn't know where to go. Now, she's just one woman, but Unfortunately, I would say right now there has been so much racial hatred and tribalism stirred up in South Africa that a large majority of the population um, do support a lot of the radical policies of the ANC. And there is an ever-growing part of the population that are starting to support Julius Malema's EFF, who genuinely wants to kill white people. So a lot of this has been spurred by biased media in South Africa constantly saying everything is white people's fault by a a very communist mentality in the country where you should hate anyone who creates and has more money than you. So there's very much so this mentality of I would rather have 100% of 10 than 10% of a billion, right? Uh, Right. so, So a lot of the people look at the white farmers and how much wealth they have and say, I don't care if it hurts my nation. I want that. And it's a very sad communist attitude, especially amongst uh, the Zulu there. So it's sad, but I would say there is a large part of the population that are supporting this, despite how harmful it will be for South Africa, for South Africans, black and white. Your uh, documentary Farmlands came out just two months ago. You're already at almost 1.5 million views. It's done really well, Lauren. 
Oh, thank you so much. Yes, I think it's uh, more pertinent than ever to watch it in this era of fake news surrounding Trump's tweet right now. And I'm glad I got it out uh, so so close to this. Yeah, so what uh, I'm going to have Chris tweet out a link right now for my account so people can uh, link to Farmland so they can see. But you've got an, another one, uh, uh, Borderless. Is that out now? Yeah, no. So I just announced the pitch for my next documentary. I am no longer doing YouTube videos. I'm going to be doing full-time documentaries. And the next investigation I'm doing is on the European border crisis. Wow, that's a, kind of that's a great zone. topic, Lauren. That's a, yeah. you, what I like <laughs> about that, too, is that's one that has been covered um, from a lot of different perspectives on the small scale. And here in America, obviously, we just don't hear that much. We see some of the most horrific you know, little scenes that come out when there's you know, some mass murder or some woman is raped or something. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, no one's really gone and done a full throw investigation. Of course, the electric media are far too afraid to do it. And uh, the the right wing media, I feel like we we sit here and we always show people the facts and the statistics. And we're like, come on, look at this. Look at this piece of paper. We've got all the numbers right. But sometimes people really need to see it on the ground. They need to see an artistic project to understand. The, the, The emotion is part of it. Getting people facts does not get them involved. I can tell you, you know, uh, 14 million children go hungry a night or there's so many that need Mm -hmm. adopted and people will care. But if I show you one kid right now that needs a meal and you see him, then the donations pour in. There has to be a connection with people. So that's good. But I hope in this you draw a parallel, even if it's only you touch only I'll touch on a little bit of the immigrant crisis in America and also there, because when you do that, Lauren, I think it dispels this myth that we're just racist against brown people, in particular Mexicans. It's not. Borders matter. Yeah, people need to understand all throughout history, we have had borders, we've had culture, we've had a nation. The idea of sovereignty has been one of the most important ideas in human history. It is not a radical opinion to say we should have borders. It is a radical opinion to say we should uproot national culture, language, and sovereignty. That is what the radical opinion is. That's a great point. Lauren, thanks so much. I really appreciate the update. Good luck on the uh, projects. Keep us posted and let us know when um, Borderless comes out, okay? Cheers. Thanks for having me. Thanks so much. It's Lauren Southern. Go to laurensouthern.net and you can uh, see, I'm sure, links to both of those as well as the one we put out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's all under uh, laurensouthern.net. By the way, I have a crush on her. Um, Did you see? Can we put up her lower third again on the screen? Did you see what see her here. first passion is? Lover of hedgehogs and freedom. Her priorities are Ooh. amazing. See here, I'm, I'm just what? looking. What are you looking One, two, three, four. Yeah, four. For what? Uh, four weeks from tomorrow. What? Uh, your wedding. <clears throat> it has nothing to do with me having a crush on Lauren. It has everything. You just said you had a crush on some woman. Oh, so... Okay, this You're is... You're not allowed to crush on people. I'm not allowed to crush You're on people. You're not allowed to crush on people. Do you, th- do you find her attractive? Yes. Is part of your crush at least based on, damn, she's fine? Yes. Okay. So it was in four weeks from tomorrow. I'm just throwing that out there. Okay. I don't, listen, How if do you, you want me to be the guy that comes and supports your wedding and stand up and drive those carts and build rock piles and stacking them at your wedding... I'm going to need a little more, uh, little more commitment to the fiance there. Really, this is if okay. I'm going to be there and support it with my stacking of rocks, then damn it, you need to be that guy. Okay, I can call you out on that. And besides that, she's a lover of, I'm guessing, living hedgehogs. 
Mine was living. Uh, not uh, those with prolapsed, prolapsed anuses and things. Well, yeah, that did happen. Okay, so. All right. Uh, Lauren, nice job, though, on the yeah. documentaries. I, I got to watch. Did you watch it? I did not. I just okay. seen, I've just seen clips. Mm-hmm. Clips yeah. look awesome in the, the footage. Oh, no, she did great. She did great. And um, I've been talking now to three different South African families about their farms. Nice. And um, I'll show you some pictures later. Awesome. Get a break in back with more in just a moment on the Morning Blaze. You are listening to the smooth sounds of the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. On the Blaze Radio Network! If you're enjoying what you're hearing, congratulations. You have a sense of humor. This is the Morning Blaze. How dare she? How dare Nancy Pelosi? <laughs> what did she do? I mean, Nancy Pelosi, this is a woman who's, uh, is what, symbolic to other women. Oh, yes. A yes. glass ceiling breaker yes, she is, right? Yes, yes, yes. And to say women should, uh, should stay in the kitchen? She said that? Well, that's what I got out of it. Uh, they asked her about uh, whether or not she's going to be ousted mm-hmm. if the Democrats are able to take power in mm-hmm. uh, November, if she'd be ousted or she's going to be Speaker of the House again, and was uh, talking about all the pressures and whether or not she's losing power and all this. And she said, this is not anything to make a bu- big fuss over. It's politics. She then said, uh, and this an interview with the Associated Press, she said, I can take the heat and that's why I stay in the kitchen. <clears throat> Oh, sweetheart. Right? I, I got that. Out of, yes. Nancy Pelosi is saying she stays in the kitchen. Yes. I'm yes. Sorry, Nancy. How dare you? She said, I have, the, uh, I have a following in the country that's unsurpassed by anybody unless they're running for president. Okay. Chris, Nancy Pelosi says, I have a following in the country that's unsurpassed by anybody unless they're running for president. Are we talking about the same Pelosi? Nancy, yeah, the congresswoman. I don't... Oh man, she's Her delusional. popularity is unsurpassed, her following. She's delusional. Nancy Pelosi, I mean... Uh, Who is out there like, Nancy, Nancy? Who doesn't love those Crypt Keeper movies? Who doesn't oh, love I them? I do love those movies. Right? Those yes. are really popular. I do love those movies. Yeah, uh, that seems like something Trump would say. Yes! Uh, I have a beautiful following. That's me, the only thing different. He would have put me, beautiful. <laughs> I me. have a beautiful following in this country that's unsurpassed by anybody. And he wouldn't have put except for a president. No. He would have said it's just it's me, me or whatever. Wow. Um, it seems a little shocking that you would say such things, Nancy, but I understand. The iTarget Pro system is waiting for you at iTargetPro.com. Pick up yours today again at iTargetPro.com. That's the letter iTargetPro.com. It's a great system where you can increase your accuracy while firing your firearm. And this is not going and testing on some other gun. Even um, some of the uh, gun ranges you go to, if they have like the um, video game-esque one, what do you call Mm. that? Uh, Like the ranges where it's video. What do you call that? A game? Yeah, but there's a name for it. I don't know. Anyway, even if they have it, some of those you have to use. Simulator? Like a simulator like that. You have to use the gun that goes with it. Okay. The iTarget Pro system, you can use yours because it shoots a little laser pulse out of the end of whatever gun you want, whatever handgun you use regularly. And it works with a proprietary app on your cell phone. So you set your cell phone up and you could see where you hit. 
And by the way, you got a different gun you want to use it on? Boom, take it out, put it on that gun. Yep. So as long as it's the same caliber, you're good to go. Yes. So you can find out all about it at the iTarget Pro system. I would order more than one because it gives you the opportunity to do like quick draws with your you know, buddy or something like that. You can do all kinds of stuff. You can do competitions, but you could do it at home too. So it's going to make you a better shot. And the price is so reasonable. It's under $100. It retails on their website, I think, for $89. And you get a 10% discount with the promo code DOC. Just go to itargetpro.com. It's the letter itargetpro.com. Jack Olsad is saying nations are not calling out South Africa, South African government, because they're afraid of the uh, mighty, mighty military. Mighty military? Yeah, he's making like sarcastic. Ah, gotcha. Like the mighty, mighty, mighty. The, the real reason they're not calling them out is because it's blacks. Yeah. It's blacks yeah. who are doing this and claiming they need the leg up. Yeah. Listen, apartheid was horrible, saying you're in power uh, you know, over one group of people because of race is wrong. We've learned that. They tried to make it about, well, there were fewer white people and they had the power. Well, yeah, that makes it a little more obnoxious, but it's still wrong. By their argument that it was wrong because there were fewer white people in South Africa, yet they held power over the blacks, um, wouldn't that justify whites in America having more power and that being acceptable because there was more of them? Hmm. Hmm. Do you you see what I'm saying? Sorry, guys, you don't get it. It's either wrong or right for everybody. It's wrong to say you are basing your power on race. You're going to do things driven by race. It's wrong. It's wrong to say you're going to go after those farms by race. And none of this, well, we have to go after because of the racism of the past and make the wrongs right. No, sorry. That's equally wrong. (laughs) You could try to claim that those two wrongs make a right. It does not. Millennial Falcon saying, am I the only one that thinks Nancy Pelosi will not be a good sandwich maker? Oh, my gosh. She cannot make sandwiches. Does Does she even know what a kitchen looks like? Oh, uh, no. You know why? She, I know she wouldn't be a good sandwich what? maker. Because her cabinets are bare. They're bare, Chris. <laughs> food desert? It's a food desert. <laughs> the cupboards are bare. Except when it comes to her. Yeah, yeah she would not be a good sandwich no. maker. Yeah. I'd like to see her try, though. Um, oh. No, no, Nancy. The bread goes on the outside. Outside. The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. It's Doc Thompson. Thanks for listening to the program. I want to tell you about another program that I think you're going to like. It's the Glenn Beck Program. Check it out now wherever you get your favorite podcasts. The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. <laughs> Leave her alone. Why do you always do that Sarah. to her? I just like to trigger Sarah. I know. Oh, trust me, I know. Not not the Sarah you see on TV, the Sarah G. No. The other Sarah. The other Sarah. Trust me, I think she knows, I know, the whole damn world knows. All right, hey, I got to get the Friday leftovers, but first, I have to ask you if you've signed up for your Patriot Mobile account. If you haven't done so, I'm going to pause right now while you log on. It's at patriotmobile.com slash doc. Go ahead. Okay. Do it. Go ahead. Now we're waiting. <clears throat> No, you got patriotmobile.com. What are you doing not opening your computer and going to patriotmobile.com? Do it because there's a great deal waiting for you. $4 iPhones. Boom. 
Four dollars a month, you get your iPhone. Various models. Various models. No, it's not just one size no, fits all. No, it's various models. Various models. Whatever model you think you might need for that. Boom. While supplies last. Yeah, because they also have Android. So I do it is. now before you're stuck with an Android. Do you really want to be stuck with pa- an Android? No, no one wants that. PatriotMobile.com slash doc. Twenty dollar unlimited talk and text plans is where they start. And of course, you get the four dollar a month uh, iPhones. So, so far, I'm um, uh, twenty four. Twenty four dollars plus, of course, a bunch of government taxes. But everybody has that; they can't avoid that. <laughs> they can't. There's nothing they can do about well, that. Actually, they're fighting. They're fighting to do it, and that's the reason you need to sign up. Yes. PatriotMobile.com/slash/doc. Don't forget the promo code DOC because they'll wave goodbye. The activation Bye-bye. fee. Bon voyage. Bye It's uh, all waiting for you. PatriotMobile.com/slash/doc. Go ahead. Go ahead. You could do it while you're still listening to Friday leftovers. PatriotMobile.com slash doc promo code doc. And now Doc Thompson presents the Friday leftovers. Mm. These are the great stories we didn't get to earlier in the week. So we will get to them now. A Florida cop saw an FUV SUV pull into the roadway Inn. Ooh, fancy motel. The Roadway Inn. It describes itself as down-to-earth budget hotel. Yes, I know what it is. Are you familiar with it? Yes, I am. That's what's in the fancy motel. <laughs> On Google, it gets a one-star review. Oh, that's sad. They witnessed a white male reach into the vehicle on oh. the passenger side, address another male, then leave. Oh, okay. The SUV then pulled back out into traffic but did not stop entering the flow of traffic. It did not stop for the crosswalk. Oh. The female driver was pulled over, given a written warning for failure to yield to the sidewalk. While they were giving her that, a canine unit uh, happened to wander up. What's, what's the matter, Chris? Did the dog sit? Yeah, they got a, they got a, uh, they got a hit on something there. Hit. Yep, yep. Uh, the driver and passenger were told to step out of the vehicle, and that's when the passenger said, What for? Oh, they Cops love that. Love that. They, they love really love it when you them. challenge them. Uh, you know, because, you know, who doesn't love a challenge? Because you get to prove you know your yes, craft, right? Yes. Yeah, they loved it. So they said again, step out of the vehicle, sir. So he complied. But when he did, he put his hands in his pockets oh. and then said, you're not going to search me. Oh, cops love to. Oh, As it man. turns out, he was wrong. Yes. They were going to search him. <laughs> and they did search him. Just saying you're not going to search me doesn't mean anything. They're still going to search you. Guess what they found? Drugs. Yes, meth. Oh. And marijuana. I was going to say. In the pockets he put his hands in. Come on, man. Likely he had gotten it from the man who the man, walked up yep. while they were at the roadway in. Yep, yep, yep. He was arrested. Mm. Uh, yeah, pro-criminal tip number 4891. Cops like it when you demand that they not search you. Because you will still be searched. You still be searched, yes. And by the way, even if uh, even if they're searching you when they shouldn't be, and they are violating your rights where they didn't have cause mm-hmm. to search you, you're still going to be searched. Yes. You can object to it. Yes. And you may get them punished later. Yes. You may have a lawsuit, but they're still searching they will, you. Trust me. Somehow <laughs> or some way, right. you will be searched. Either compliance or non-compliance search. So you can object, tell them this is against your right, and then file it. But after, but you're getting searched. Yes. Though. Yes. Iowa City, Iowa police say 25-year-old Dante Tyrone Beard showed up at Mercy Hospital with a bullet wound in his leg Ooh. and testicle. Oh. Oh. That one kind of oh. came back on you there a bit, didn't it? Ooh. Wow. Was it a clean shot? He had 
a bullet hole in his leg and a testicle. He also had a bullet hole in his shorts and underwear, but no bullet hole in his pants. So he had underwear and then shorts over it and then pants over that. So he had a bullet hole in his underwear and his shorts, but not not in his pants. pants. And then he had a bullet hole in his leg and testicle. Detectives realized that um, he apparently had shot himself and the gun was hidden under his pants in his belt line. So when he got all, you know, gangsta Gangsta. with the gun, (laughs) tried pulling it out, it went off and shot through his shorts, underwear, (laughs) testicle, leg. So the bullet hole gave him a front hole. Yes, it gave him an addition. Yes. Yep. He got another front hole. The interesting thing, he got a front hole and a back hole and another front hole and another back hole. That's kind of actually kind of a side hole. Lots of holes. Lot, he got he many got lots holes. Of holes. That's right. Yes, yes. <clears throat> Detectives recovered the gun and determined it had been stolen. Oh. Uh, on his cell phone, they found pictures of him with, gun, with that gun that was stolen, <laughs> other guns, drugs, and money. Um, the interesting thing is he is a felon and prohibited from having a gun. possession of a gun. Mm-hmm. And they have photographic proof as well as oh. hole proof. And firearm proof that he was in possession. He was charged with possession of a firearm by a felon and trafficking stolen weapons. Oh, wow. That's a good one. That's a good charge. Yep. They got it by good. That's a a big one. Yes. Yep. A man in China had to be rescued after getting his finger stuck in a vending machine of sex toys. Yeah. A little side note there. A little side. They have sex toy vending machines in China. Nice. Okay. So here's what I say. Yes. Business opportunity. Thank you. Right. So what what you want to do is have a uh, sex toy vending machine. Yes. And we we put those everywhere we can. Uh, the, the vending machines. I think we put them in Chinatown places. Because you think they're used to it. Yeah. You don't think Americans would get on board? No, Americans are already tricky <clears throat> when it comes to sex in in full display. I think they would in the right places. On the right places, yes. Yeah. I mean, you don't want to put them in church. No, in the red uh, red light districts. Wait a minute, maybe you do, based on that recent Catholic scandal again. Oh, Catholic churches. Maybe, there maybe. I say that as a Catholic. Um, then, then the follow-up business. Are you ready? I'm ready. Battery vending machines right next to it. Oh, you have to. Right? You have to. There so you, you get go. your snack machine, you got your sex toy machine, your battery, battery machine. Good to go, right? Anyway, the man uh, was trying to purchase something from a sex toy vending machine in China. His name is Zhu. He, uh, he claimed to the popo that he had paid for the product, but it failed to drop oh, out of the vending machine happened? slot. He claimed that he called the machine's customer service hotline, uh-huh. but the representatives were like, yeah, we can't help. Oh, that's, that's bad service. Well, because here's the thing. What are they going to do? If you're buying a sex toy at a vending machine, mm-hmm. it's for immediate use. Oh, that is true. Right? Because otherwise you, you shop go online or on, you go to all those places. You got time. You can let this develop. If you're buying something from a sex toy vending machine, it's, it's now. Immediate it's use. right now. Yes. Right? You're not, uh, beggars can't be choosers here. No, so, no, no, no. <clears throat> what are the representatives? We'll send somebody out Tuesday and refund your money. Great. I get my money back. <laughs> I made whole, but... 
I got an issue now. There's the issue. I got an itch I can't scratch. What's going on here, right? So good. So they couldn't help him. So he was undeterred. Mm. He decided to help himself solve the problem. So while studying the machine, he noticed that there was a, and I don't understand what this is. There is some small hole in the machine, not mm. the slot that you actually, where it dispenses, it dispenses is yeah. whatever. So he said he decided to put his ring finger into the hole in a bid to reach it. Yes, Chris. What? Go, go. What's the issue? The ring finger? This one? Right. Through the hole? Yes. What about this one? You use your index you finger. Use, yes. Okay. Here's the proper order of what you of what fingers you stick you, into okay, holes. Okay. Here we go. Okay. First finger, always, without question, is, what is your this index one finger. Index. Okay. Right. Yeah. Your second choice, and it is a distant choice, yes. is your thumb. Okay. Because certain things, whatever. A okay. very close second to the thumb the is your pinky. Yeah, yeah. Right. Okay, like that, yeah. Okay, middle finger, way, oh, way yeah. down, not it's even useless. on the list. It's and useless. ring finger does not exist. No. You might as well not even have it. Thank you. You do not stick your ring finger in holes. No. The only addendum to these rules are oh. if you're using multiple fingers. Like, you need to have the pincer to pick something oh, up out yeah, of Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like so if you're reaching into it, the vending yeah. machine, like the yeah. slot that it drops in, and then you're not just one, you're actually doing mm-hmm. two. Mm-hmm. Or, like, sometimes if you're trying to get money back from a slot. Oh, sometimes yeah. Sometimes you just yes. use your index yes. and slide it along yep. the out and try to whatever. Sometimes you use it's the pincer. It gets stuck on the side. Right. Especially on um, uh, what are called? It's a phone, telephone. Uh, uh, f- a tel- phone a pay phones. phone? Pay phones. Right. Remember when it gets stuck on the side? You have to go right. to the side. and Ring finger? I'm trying to figure it out. I'm like. The most useless finger. It's like it right? doesn't work. What are you using it for? Just to hold up the ring. Oh, my gosh. That's why it's called ring finger. <clears throat> That's its exclusive That's use. That's it. <laughs> even the even the middle finger, you got a couple of other do, uses, right? Yeah, you get mad and you boom. Uh, anyway, wow. so he uses his ring finger, sticks it in the hole in a bid to try to reach the sex toy to kind of knock it down so it'll mm. come out of the other the actual uh, slot. The slot, right? Yes, yes. But the ring ring finger got stuck. Well, duh, it's couldn't not get used it for out. That. Right, he's stuck there. In front of the sex toy vending machine. You do not People be. walking by. That's embarrassing. You're, hey, hey, could somebody get some cold water and throw it on my, my trying, hand? I'm trying to get this C7 slot. It's not working. Can someone it's not. Help Rock it back and forth. Mm. So he then calls the firefighters for help. Oh, that's embarrassing too. Right. I mean, if it's a you know candy bar machine or something, you're like, okay, but right. Hey. Firefighters had to use a special polishing machine to cut through the panel. Then they had to use uh, some brute force and a stick to crack that final piece open, eventually freeing Zoo from the sex toy vending machine. So the jaws of life were not used in this scenario. They did not have to. They did okay. not have to. Because okay. okay. I think it was probably just his finger. And here's why. Hmm. Because if he ends up losing it. Yeah, it's a finger. It's a ring, ring finger. finger. Exactly. The worst case scenario, he's doesn't have a finger to hold his wedding ring. That's it. I'm pretty sure like your close second option to freeing it if the, mm-hmm. if that whole thing didn't work is just cutting it off. Oh yeah, just, like if it's your hand, they won't do that. Like that they're one like, movie uh one, 128 hours just bite it off. And that's they're like yes. they're like zoo, it's your ring finger, man. I'm shocked he just cut it off himself. Yeah. Maybe he didn't have a pocket knife no. or something, you know. No. It's like it's like if some of your hair gets stuck and you can't get oh, free, you just cut it, you just off. Cut it off. What yeah. are you doing there? Yeah. Right, exactly. It's going to grow back. When Thomas Airely of Glasgow, Scotland, wrapped up his night of drinking, 
He uh, got in a cab, ordered the taxi to take him to his parents' house so he could sleep it off. The taxi driver did as he was instructed. Mm-hmm. When Thomas got there, he stumbled in, took his shoes off, got some juice, crashed out on the couch. All was well. Chris, he's out with his buddies all this buttered up. awesome. Got home, comfortable on the couch, and pulled Done. a little throw over, had some juice. And <gasps> all was well, except for one little problem. That was uh, his parents house. don't live in that house yes, anymore. Nice. He, they, they used to. Oh, they, okay. But they haven't lived there for years. Oh. Did he know? Uh, not apparently when he was drinking. The current resident, Elaine McDan, uh, McDade, was watching TV in bed in her oh. bedroom uh, with her kids. Mm-hmm. She didn't hear any of this transpire. How did he get in? Through the front door. It was unlocked. <clears throat> she doesn't hear any of this transpire. She goes to the kitchen to get juice. Juice. It's like, whoa. Whoa. There's no juice. Whoa. That guy drank it. (laughs) She saw the 26-year-old passed out on her couch, so Uh, she immediately, what do you do? Call the cops. No. She called her husband who was at work. Oh, sweetheart, no. Thank you. What do you do? Call the cops. Call the cops. You can call your husband. Yes. Ask so you call the cops. You immediately, if you don't already have the phone on you, grab your children, lock yourself in the bathroom. You go. Call the cops. Yes. Right? Yes. Barricade yourself. Call the yes. cops. Right. No, she didn't do it. She called him. Then her husband, uh, he drove home. Still no cops? No. Drove home. Um, they roused the guy. Hey, here we go. Hey, wake up. Hey, what are you doing? Uh, they figure out what's going on. Mm-hmm. It's not, you know, he used to live there, whatever. So her husband then decides to drive him home. Okay, I want to break into their house. Right. I'm getting a lot more better treatment there than I will get in my own house. There's a, even when you legitimately belong in there, right. Uh, But um, there was one problem with driving him home. He has no home. He couldn't remember where he lives. (laughs) He's drunk. After a a while, the husband just dropped him off at a supermarket. (laughs) Great. They asked, That's uh, great. they asked Elaine about this, and she said, oh, she actually posted this on social media. Every time I come into my house, I lock my door behind me. Every time. It's a habit. Even during the day, I always do it. The one and only time I don't, he <laughs> That's great. That's awesome. Isn't that awesome? Awesome because nothing bad happened. Right. But it's so cool. Well, I mean, aside for the loss of juice. Oh, well, yeah. You know, that's a problem. Think about it. She would never forget to lock that door now. Oh, no, no. Now it's And you know, she's like, I lock that damn door every time. I've actually gotten up in the middle of the night going, hey, did I remember to lock it? I'm going to go out and check it or whatever. Oh, you know she's beating herself up over that one. Oh, yeah. That's good stuff. Yes, that's good. Quick break. Back with more of your Friday leftovers next. Speak your mind. 888-900-3393. This is the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. Part of Generation Blaze on the Blaze Radio Network. are the number seven ranked show among Filipino tilt-a-roll operators. So, there you have it. This is the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. In Martin County, Florida, 20-year-old 
Dakesia Taylor also had some trouble getting home. Aww. Likely because of alcohol. Dakesia began knocking on random doors around 1230 in the morning and asking for police to be called because her phone was dead. Ooh. So people are at home. They get the, yeah, can you call police? My phone is dead. Mm. Uh, so one of the residents, at least one of the residents, complied, called the cops. But when the officer arrived, he couldn't find her. Looking around, doesn't find her anywhere. All right, just going to take off then. As he's leaving, he got a call about a fire alarm at a building in the area. Hmm. So he headed over to the building. He reported that when he arrived at the building, a female on the fourth floor was trying to flag him down. Yoo-hoo, yoo-hoo. Mm. It was Dakesia Taylor. <laughs> she was at some random building in the neighborhood, four floors up. <laughs> was she with the little white t-shirt? Hello, Hello, officer. Officer, over here. She told him she needed to get home. <laughs> He's like, all right, where do you live? Well, she claimed to live in Broward County. Ooh, that's and nice. I said claim because she didn't know where she lived. <laughs> when he asked for a driver's license, she did manage to figure out where it was and get it to him. Uh, her driver's license is from South Carolina. Mm. So who knows? Does she live in South Carolina? Or Florida. Or Florida. We don't know. She doesn't know. <laughs> she was arrested on false fire alarm charges. Oh. Have you ever, Brett, been not know where you live drunk? Yes. Uh, I have been not know where you yes, live drunk. Yes, mm-hmm. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Have you ever been um, call the cops because you needed a ride home no. drunk? No. No, neither no, have no, I. I have no, not been no, that drunk. No. I've been call, I've been, uh, call friend drunk. Get me home. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay, good. There was an incident at Blackwater River State Park. A man told cops that 35-year-old Tyson Lee Miller aggressively confronted him about throwing a cigarette on the ground. So, guy calls, cops show up, what's going on? They said, hey, that guy over there, Tyson Lee Miller, Mm -hmm. he aggressively confronted me. Uh Uh-oh. And they said, well, what's, what would he do that? What started this thing? Well, I threw a cigarette on the ground, in the sand. Mm. Okay. And they said, well, what else happened? He said, well, Miller backed off then after, you know, after I responded to him, went back to his camp. Miller came back with a handgun Whoa. and yelled, what now? What are you going to do now? And then fired a shot into the ground. Ooh. Uh-oh. I don't know what he did then. I know at some point he called the cops, but I know what I would have done. What would he have done? I would have left. <laughs> You know what I'm going to do, Tyson Lee Miller? I'm, I'm going to leave. Out. You know what? I'm first before I leave, though, Mr. Miller. I'm going to apologize to you yes. profusely. Yes. I'm going to say what an error I made, not only in confronting you on um, your confrontation of me. I'm going to tell you how wrong it was for me to throw that cigarette into the sand, and then I'm going to police the area for other cigarettes yes. that other irresponsible people may have thrown. So you do not have to take matters into your own. Thank you. Can I get you a beer? <laughs> Now I'm going to leave. After I left, I would have called the cops, and then I would have, you know, tried to f him up somehow. Yes, but at yeah. that point, at that point, you, Mr. Miller, yes, okay, yes. What now? What are you going to do? Bang! When cops arrived, Miller explained, "Oh, this, the guy got it wrong. This is that's not how it happened." Chris. Oh, so how did it happen? He's going to set up straight. He had a gun. Okay. And he did fire a shot into the ground. Okay. After confronting him about the cigarette in the sand, but. 
He only did it to de-escalate the situation. Oh, sweetheart. No, you, you escalated. <laughs> Wait, the, what? You escalated. No, no, he de-escalated no. it. See, it was, he brought it down. <laughs> it was escalated normal. Then you went super escalated by bringing the gun. Then super escalated by shooting. Uh-huh. That's not de-escalating. Are you sure? I am 100% sure. On this well, one, yes. There, well, there's another little piece of it. Okay. Okay, he was de-escalating. Mm-hmm. Oh, gotcha. And he also said, and by the way, my wife is culpable in this. Oh. He said, she reached into the bag, pulled out the gun, and handed it to me. Oh. So he you was know. just, okay. He was following orders from the wife. And the police heard his excuses and. No. And charged him. Oh, okay. Uh, two Oof. aggravated assault with a deadly weapon and one discharge in a, a firearm public. in public. Yeah. So, yeah, that's... Wow. So, apparently, uh, uh, that's not a viable defense. No, no, no. De-escalating a situation by a firing gun. a firearm is not no. a recognized legal defense. No, it's 30 not. 34-year-old Floridian Angel Jenkins told the attendant at Dixon Towing Service in D-Land. Is it D-Land? D-Land, D-Land. Yeah. That uh, she had the $700 to pay to get her car free from the okay. impound lot. Yes. That's the impound mm-hmm. lot. But she needs to get her wallet out of the car. Okay. So he walks her to the car. This yeah. happens. Uh, she jumps in, starts it up, speeds towards the front gate. But The attendant quickly radios, shut the front gate, shut the front gate. So the employees run out. They shut the front gate. There's a truck back park, you know, by the front gate. She crashes into the gate Yes. after running over the employees oh. and after hitting the truck. Oh. Crashes into the gate. Notice I didn't say through the gate. No, you say into the gate. So she backs up and crashes into, into the, the gate, gate again, Ooh, okay, not through see. the gate. No, okay. She turns around, heads towards the back. Oh, there's always Through a the back. woods. Whoa. And there's a fence. So oh. she crashes into the fence. Not through. Not through. Into the fence. That's when the car became stuck. Two deputies arrive on foot. At gunpoint, they tell her to exit the vehicle. Yeah, she just sits there. Oh, yeah, they love that. Eventually, they smash the window. K-9 unit gets her out. She was taken into custody. So instead of owing just $700, she now owes thousands and faces charges of possession of meth, burglary, resisting arrest with violence, aggravated battery, aggravated assault on a law enforcement officer, grand theft motor vehicle, two counts of criminal mischief. Winner! Winner! The Morning Blaze. Sorry, we didn't mean to offend you. Actually, yeah, we did. This is the Morning Blaze on the Blaze Radio Network. Things, so we're going to uh, get some tweets in right now. Uh, still open to share them. Hashtag what I learned today. If you would, please follow at Doc Thompson Show at Real Chris Cruz. A lot of people are learning so many things and some of them I can go. But I'll read this one. TJ Toppin saying, of course, possession was part of the failed car recovery story. Oh, I know. You know how many times that that 
scenario uh, where people try to bust their car out of an impound lot. Oh. I don't know if it's common, but it's not uncommon. No. It's it's not as common as, I'm going to carjack you. Oop, can't drive a stick shift. Oh, that's common. That's all that's the time. That's always. But the, uh, I've, I've, I know I've shared over the last few years that similar story four or five times. Well, you, you, they try to go through the fence or they forget that there is spikes and spikes get you tires. Right, exactly. It's, uh, it's, they try to force the car out of there. One way or another, they either try to crash through the gate. I've had several of them where they've tried to crash through the gate. <laughs> That's so funny. Too. Yeah. Uh, you got front pole Steve saying, if you de-escalate a situation with a gun, you're doing it wrong. Are you sure? I yes. still think the verdict's out on that one. Uh, Here it is, Chris. Let's say, ready? And I've seen these movies, right? <laughs> Two people are going at it, right? There's a brawl. We're fighting yeah, and all of a sudden someone fires a shot into the air. And everyone oh. goes, whoa. Whoa. Let's take a breather. Let's de-escalate. It's de-escalated, yeah, that, right? Okay. okay. So it's possible. Okay. Uh, also, let's say you're giving me, oh, we're at each other, whatever, and I pull out a gun, and you're like, whoa, sorry, man. Let me back off. Mm. Didn't it de-escalate? True, but he fired <clears throat> to the ground. There was no fights. There was no fight. Mm. Like so I don't think he's doing it right. Uh, Jacko Pokemon saying, I've been drunk, but I've never been do I live here drunk. Okay, I've uh, again. I've been. I don't know where I live drunk, but never ask a cop to drive me home drunk. <laughs> See, even when drunk, I usually am like, okay, I'm gonna end up getting in trouble for something here. So let's just move on. Um, blah blah blah. Love the blah blah blah. Getting home after a long night of heavy drinking can be a white knuckle ride. Up, oh, it can be. I don't know what that means, and I read it kind of a little scary. Because it's scary ride. It's a scary ride home. No, I was scared that was something like double meaning, and I did not know what it Maybe meant. Maybe we'll just move on. Okay. Maybe just move on. Hey, joining us now is Fall Allen, author of Goose. Ooh. Is it Goose? Brewing a classic German beer for the modern era. Hey, Fall, how are you? Well, are we there? I think we're having some sort of trouble here. There we go. There we go. Are you there, Fall? Yeah, yeah. How there are I you, am. sir? Did I pronounce it right? Pretty is it, good. How are you? Is it Goose? It's Goza. Goza. Oh, see, I knew. It. I figured nailed I was. It. I figured I was screwing nailed that one it. up. <laughs> so, is that the the classic German beer? Yes, it is. What? Describe it to us. Well, you know, Goza is. Uh, it's quite different from German beer that we know today, which is mostly pilsners uh, or light lagers. Goza is. Uh, it's a wheat beer, like a Berliner Weiss, and it's also sour, uh, like a Berliner Weiss. It's got a nice, refreshing tartness, and then it has a nice kind of little saline quality to it. There's a little salt in it, and it's usually spiced with either spruce or coriander. Boy, I love all of the uh, focus on brewing over the last few years. Love it. That's obviously something yeah, you've been passionate about. Yeah, I've been passionate about that. I've been doing it for about 30 years. And uh, I think, you know, back about 40 or 50 years ago, most Americans considered beer as, you know, something to wet your whistle with and move on. Uh, And I think the changes in the culinary and wine industry have kind of brought beer along with it. And so it's been a, for me anyway, it's been a fantastic change. Well, yeah, and you think about the history of it. So you had a lot of brewers um, from Germany primarily, but a lot of places that came to America, you know, 100 whatever years ago and and brought brewing to America um, in some areas like, um, you know, the East Coast. I know Cincinnati was a big brew area as well. Uh, 
obviously St. Louis with Anheuser, and they brought it, and then it became that mass-produced, which is you know just the evolution of how things you know smaller batch or whatever, probably more craft because it was family recipes and stuff. Then it became mass-produced, and that's what we got used to. So now we're really just kind of going back to the roots of it. Yeah, absolutely. You know, uh, a lot of immigrants did come over from Germany. Um, Belgium, England, and brought with them their brewing traditions. And they settled in places yeah, like Cincinnati, Milwaukee, uh, St. Louis. And there were a lot of little breweries. And I think it wasn't just brewing, but all things kind of conglomeration and uh, the takeover of bigger companies. So you saw that in the food industry, in the clothing industry. And I think we're going away from that now. And uh, getting back to smaller producers, which is fun, you know? It is, absolutely. So wh- what was your evolution? How did you, wh- what's your ride been like to get here? <laughs> um, I started off as a home brewer because who doesn't want to make their own drugs, right? Of course. <laughs> and and uh, one day, uh, I just, it dawned on me, I was working at a bar and trying to pay off my student loans from university, and I thought, you know, this guy came in from a small brewery, and I thought, you know, somebody pays somebody to make this stuff. Maybe they'd be paying me. So I <laughs> bottled up some homebrew and went down to the local brewery and started pesting the brewer. And one day he said, okay, listen, kid, don't bring your homebrew in anymore. I'll give you a job. Fine. Nice. So it was, uh, you were, became an apprentice, basically? Yeah, yeah. I, I apprenticed with him for about a year and a half. And he, he was good to me. He was a nice guy. His name was Rick Buchanan. Uh, I think he's still making beer up in the Okanagan, uh, in just outside of Canada now. Uh, and he took me under his wing and moved me around to different departments, and I got a pretty good training education. And then uh, a few years later, when I worked at Pike Place Brewery in Seattle, I went to school for a little while, brewing school, and uh, came back and took over that brewery and just kept going. I, I love that story, though. So many people have done that, too, where you, you have a passion or at least an interest in something, and it ends up becoming you know, something that you're involved with or a career for a really long period of time. And it starts somewhat of an interest or passion and then a lot of ignorance where you're just like, well, you know, maybe I'll just do that. And then somebody gives you a break or an opportunity opens up. I love stuff like that. Yeah, if I'd, if I'd known better, I wouldn't have ruined a perfectly good hobby. <laughs> exactly. So give me some um, some things we should be aware of from your perspective, beer-wise. Some interesting happenings in the industry or specific beers or breweries that we should check out. Because there's a couple around the country that I love. Well, you should definitely check out Anderson Valley Brewing, uh, but that's where I work, so I'm a little bit, a little bit biased. <laughs> where is that? Uh, we're up in Northern California, about a hundred miles North of San Francisco in a little town called Boonville. Uh, but we distribute the beer in about 35 States and I think about 18 countries now. Wow. That's awesome. That's huge. But, uh, you know, there are over 5,000 breweries in America. And so really in order to find good beer, probably all you have to do is go around the corner and, they're making all kinds of great beers and experimental styles and uh, some of the older styles like Goza uh, are being brought back. And I think it's a fantastic time for consumers. And if you want to be a brewer, it's a pretty good time to, to get into it as well. So uh, 
there are there are so many of those small breweries around, like you said, and they're doing some really wild stuff. Even some, um, you know, uh, fruits and all kinds of different types of flavors. Are any of those things? Do, do you find any of them troubling? Where you're like, listen, you guys are really getting away from the the product here. It's become too weird. What what you're doing? Well, certainly there's there's always a little bit about that. You know, anytime you're out there pushing the envelope, uh, you go you go a bridge too far. Um, and you know, first thing that comes to mind for me is, you know, the sparkle beer that was out a few months back, uh, where they were actually putting supposedly edible, uh, sparkly things in your beer. Yeah. That's um, that seems a bit weird. Yeah. Uh, when I, I worked in uh, Singapore for five years and, uh, my mandate was to blend European brewing tradition with uh, the Asian cooking tradition, wow. and uh, I think I, I think I went too far a few times. Um, <laughs> we made a, but I mean, it, we made it, a beer with. In order to come up with some new things or new ideas, you do have to push it, and you fail here and there. I just, you're right. I, I um, I'll see some stuff, some flavors, and that, and I'm like, oh, okay, fine. And then, yeah, you get some things that seem a little off. Yeah, yeah. When I was in Asia, we made a durian beer, and I don't know if you know what durian. The durian is. fruit that's um, thanks, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it stinks like uh, most people, the kinder people describe it as a cross between uh, custard, uh, onions, and rotting garbage. And the people that don't like it uh, describe it as something even worse. But uh, Um, it's a love-hate fruit, and it was a love-hate beer, you know. So what were you working on when you said you tried the the European brewing tradition, trying to pair it with Asian uh, cooking techniques? What does that mean? Well, I, you know, I was hired by uh, a company called Asia Pacific Brewing. Uh, they wanted to get, they, they had about 30 large breweries. Uh, I think their most notable brand is Tiger Beer. Um, and they wanted to get into craft brewing. And so I went out there to help them do that. And the woman who was running the project, very smart woman, uh, uh, she wanted to get Asian flavors Asian cooking tradition, you know, flavors into uh, brewing. Uh, and uh, so I, you know, I, I, I was kind of that crossover and I thought I knew a lot about beer when I, I and uh, cooking when I went out there, you know, Asian cooking, cause I'd grown up in Hawaii, yeah. but I got out there and it turns out I knew very little about Asian cooking. So it was, it was an interesting five years and uh, we made some really interesting beers, some great, some not so great. Uh, but I think it really, it really helped uh, the area kind of look at beer in a different way. And since then, there are a lot of breweries that have popped up all over Asia, and it, it's a thing there too now. Yeah, that's I, I could see the, the flavors too. I was going through my mind as you're saying some of the the flavors, um, Asian flavors with with cooking. I could see some of those being interesting, some of those not so much. But yeah, that's that's pretty good. What was it? Was there one or two that you can remember that were um, that you can describe flavor wise that that did work? Um, oh yeah, we we made a Belgian style wheat beer, which was the European side, and instead of you know which is a normally spiced beer, they use coriander mm-hmm. and uh, Seville oranges, and we use Chinese oranges and tamarind and lemongrass. Oh, okay, yeah, I could see the lemongrass following that up. That makes sense. That sounds good. Yeah, and that was that was good. I thought, and uh, it was a big success for us. And I think they're still making it. Awesome. So, what do you think the future of this is? Is it have we pretty much uh, seen the future? It's just more of this now. More breweries popping up. More specialty things. 
Well, you know, I, I'm not sure how many more breweries we can stuff into America. <laughs> um, certainly worldwide, that I think you're going to continue to see craft brewing grow. Uh, in the U.S., we may have we may have hit our zenith at about I think we're at 5,500 breweries now. Maybe we get a few more. Um, you know, in the past, we saw the consolidation of brewing uh, leading to kind of more generic flavors and we're seeing some of that now with uh, MBEV buying up breweries and other larger companies buying up breweries. And that's the consolidation part. It has yet to be seen whether they're going to try and uh, exert pressure to make those smaller breweries that they bought make less exciting things. Uh, hopefully they won't do that. Uh, so it's hard to say what the future is, but I don't, I don't think we're going to get over six or 7,000 breweries in the U S that, doesn't seem sustainable. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it doesn't. I mean, and the larger breweries like Sierra Nevada would certainly have a hard time if, if that happened. The, the book again is Goza, Brewing, uh, Brewing a Classic German Beer for the Modern Era. Uh, the book is awesome, Fall. Uh, you got the, you know, a little bit of history. You. you got some how-to, some flavors, and then even recipes in the back for Goza. So that's, that's well done. Well, thank you. You know, I, we got over 25 recipes. And they're from brewers all over the world, both home brewers and professional brewers. So the book appeals to both of those uh, groups. And uh, we got some very famous brewers to send us recipes. I was very lucky. Uh, Ken Grossman from Sierra Nevada was nice enough to send us uh, the recipe for his Ultra Base. Oh, wow. That's awesome. That's great. Uh, what we'll do is I'll post a link on social media so people can check out the book themselves. Is there a, a website that you have that uh, goes along with it? Well, the Brewers Association, uh, Brewers Publications, uh, published the book. So you can go to Brewers Publication website and find the book there. And uh, early next month, the book will be on Amazon. And you can always uh, write to me at the, the Anderson Valley Brewing Company, and uh, I'll send you an autographed copy. That's awesome. Send me Fall, uh, it's been a pleasure, buddy. Thank you so much for joining us today. All right. Thank you for having me. Have a great day. Again, Gosa, brewing a classic German beer for the modern era by Fall Allen. And Fall is F-A-L. Yes. I mean, if people want to look it up. And yes. Gosa is G-O-S-E. Mm-hmm. So if you're trying to, and again, we'll post a link to it or whatever. Yeah. Really cool stuff. Um, it, it's funny. I, I love when people do push the envelope with some of those things to try some things, because that's how you discover some cool stuff. But then there's some stuff you're like, that's just never going to work with it, whatever. Are you actually a beer? You're not a big beer fan, are you? At all. I don't drink that stuff. Just don't like the general flavor? I just don't don't drink it. Don't like it. Any of it? Mm-mm. Even the flavored? Mm-mm. How about the things that end in teeny? Oh, a lot of apple teenies, a lot of, uh, yes, teenies, a lot of teenies. I'm, gonna, uh, I'm just going to take a break. And, uh, we'll get What's some the other one, the red one that you put like? Some red things like strawberry daiquiris. Like daiquiris? daiquiris. You like daiquiris and teenies. Yeah, and coladas. I like the coladas. A lot of things is like little umbrellas. Ooh, a lot of umbrellas. Little umbrellas. Okay, yeah, okay. I like that. Your attention, please. We are the number one show on the planet. The president said so. You're listening to The Morning Blaze, the number one listened to show on the planet. I'm talking billions and billions of people. Believe me. Believe me. See? This is the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. Only on the Blaze Radio Network.
888-900-3393. The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. If you love the craft beer, if you love the wine, the food, food drinks, and all of that stuff, you probably like to uh, indulge in the finer things in life, not necessarily with an umbrella, in food. Uh, you probably struggle with weight loss or uh, weight gain at some point. Struggle not being able to lose it or packing on the pounds and you want to. Try RidUZone. RidUZone.com is the website where you can order it. This is such an awesome product. This is new. is isn't some weird fad diet. It's not some sort of drug or stimulant, uh, you know, that suppresses your appetite through some chemical means that is only flash in the pan. In other words, as long as you're using this stuff, you know, and drugging yourself, it's going to be fine. But if you're not on, it's not like that. Riduzone is based on something called OEA, something already in your body, your body process. It actually makes, it's something present in the uh, Mediterranean diet and some of the real healthy diets around the world, but in concentrated amounts, more than you would normally get, you know, and throughout your day, or if you'd have to drink like gallons of olive oil or something, it makes you feel fuller and it promotes weight loss because it's also boosting your metabolism. It's natural. It's something that exists in you anyways, and it works. It works beautifully. So you can use it a couple of different ways. You can use it as a, okay, I've got to lose weight, and I need to take the edge off so I don't feel so hungry, boost my metabolism, boom, done, works. You can also say, hey, you know what? Uh, I'm just going to need this through, you know, I've got a bunch of parties to go to and some weddings or whatever, and I just don't want to feel so tempted. So over the next month or so, I'm just going to do it, just going to, you know, try it and Make sure I'm not so crazed hungry when I'm around the stuff. It gives you that added little bit of willpower to walk away. Try it today. It works beautifully. Lots of people have had amazing success with Riduzone now. In just the first couple of years it's been around, they're just starting to get some traction nationwide and people are starting to discover it. Maybe tell people about it in your office or a family member or a friend because it works. Riduzone.com. By the way, uh, when I say tell a friend about it, mm-hmm. You want to ease into that conversation. See, in other words, it's like, hey, Chris, how have you been? You're losing weight. You look great. And you say, yes, I've been. Riduzone is right. Boom. Done. What you don't want to do is walk up and go, hey, Chris, you should try Riduzone. Really? What's Riduzone? It's a way. It's a great product that'll help you because you're fat. You know what I mean? It's okay. You could drop subtle hints, like, leave bottles around of Riduzone, stuff like that. See, I don't like the passive aggressiveness crap. I say you, you kind of steer the conversation. Let's say, let's say you got a, a spouse who needs to drop okay. a couple pounds, right? Okay. And uh, it's for them. You're doing it for them. You know they're <laughs> unhappy, but you can't bring it up. Hmm. So the conversation is you kind of wait until something comes up about weight or whatever. Mm-hmm. And when they do it, you kind of steer it so they can be like, yeah, I just, man, I got to lose weight. And you go, hey, hey, no, no. You don't have to. I love you. <laughs> You're perfect just how you are. But try Riduzone. <laughs> you kind of throw it out there like that. Is that what the fiance did to you? No. Is she more blunt? No, she's, she doesn't mention it. Oh. Yeah. Good for her. I just hope she's not bottling all that up. Because <laughs> there's a lot of stuff she doesn't mention. He's such a jerk. No, I just mean she's thinking it, of course. She's just not saying it, so good for her. It's it's nice that she doesn't say it, but you don't want her bottling all that up. Okay. What's the matter? Nothing. Oh, okay. 
Riduzone.com. Yeah. SC Bulldog saying, there is a such thing as a Bruin school. I think I missed my calling. Right? I know. I, mean, I hate cool. my high school guidance counselor yet again. Then Herring saying, in Chris Cruz's defense, the Appletini is the manliest drink ever. Uh, no, no, it's not. It's, uh, it's not manly at all. Yes, it is. It has an apple. It has a teeny. It is absolutely one of the most girly popular drinks now. When you look at like the 15 or 20 or 100, whatever, top mm-hmm. selling most popular drinks, mixed drinks, mm-hmm. it is in the top couple of most girlish. Okay. I could order a drink in a pineapple. Mm-hmm. Made in a pineapple mm-hmm. with the straws sticking out, little streamers with the sparkly tinny stuff that people put in envelopes, the confetti. Uh, I could order that with an umbrella wearing a thong at a gay resort and it would be more manly than an apple teeny. Oh. Just so you know. Apple teeny is... The stamp of trendy, girly drinks now. Pekink, Appletini. Pekink. Hmm. In fact, I don't think think any man can order an Appletini even for a woman. I think just saying Appletini now is taking my manliness down by like 20 points. I don't think you could say it. Just slice it. You got to go like this. You got to go. Yeah, I'll take... uh, uh, a double rock and rye, seven carlings. Uh, my wife wants, um, oh, it's an apple teeny. What is that? Um, it's kind of like a martini, but it's a, like a flavored. Um, I have my iPhone is made by the same cup. Yes, app, that's the one. When he says apple teeny, you never want to say it yourself. And then you have to follow up again. It's for my wife over there. The woman over here, it's not for me. I don't think you can carry it. I think you got to make her come and fetch it. You got to here. It's over here. Can you or have another woman in the crowd carry it over to? I don't think you can ever touch it. Just slightly a jacko, my jack face saying once again <laughs> as a bartender, I like Chris even less. I will judge <laughs> Thank him you. constantly by Thank his you. drink orders. On top of that, he doesn't tip. That's why I don't tip, because you judging my judgy face are Who is judging. that? Who is that? Uh, Jack Hole, Mac Jack Hole face. Okay, I'm going to need more details. Am I wrong about Appletini being the gayest drink you can, or most effeminate drink? It's probably both, gay and effeminate right now. Cigar Hero saying, feature drink at Chris Cruz's wedding, plantain, teeny, daiquiris, coladas. Ooh, could be. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. By the way, Double Rock and Rye and Seven Carling. I don't know what those are. And how many people know the reference? I'm going to call it out there. Do you know? Neil, double rock and rye, seven carling. That is the drink order that somebody orders in a famous movie. Oh, don't say. I want to see if people get it. See if we can get it. A guy goes, yes, I love it. Double rock and rye and seven carlings. Hmm. I think that's what it is. Pretty close. Nailed it. Nailed it? Pretty sure. (laughs) Can I give another clue or I shouldn't? Should I give one yet? Is it going to give the movie? Yes, it will. Then I think no, so. Okay. No. Dude, right, say the line again. Say the line again. Say the line again. I think it's a double rock and Ryan seven carlings. I'll look it up. Okay. Okay. Get the tweets in with the hashtag what I learned today. It's at Doc Thompson Show at Real Chris Cruz. The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. The Blaze Radio Network.
cultural appropriation? Yes, please. This is the Morning Blaze. The pickled squirrel got it. Oh, Animal House. Yeah. Oh God. Uh, Brian asked if it was Fletch. No, but that's actually a pretty good guess, though, if you didn't know. So they go. Have you ever seen Animal House? Uh, no. <clears throat> that's a classic you need to see. You so telling me all this. That, that's a pretty good movie. It's pretty fun. You know, so they go into um, this is like white frat boys in the 60s. Yeah, I know. I know the okay. movie. I just haven't yeah, seen it. They yet. go into a black bar mm-hmm. like way out and they walk in and like the whole bar stops and goes. Huh? <laughs> like that. And uh, he goes up to the bar, and I think they may have been stereotypical black drinks from the era. Mm. I think of Rock and Wise. I think Carlin was Carling was a beer. I could mm. be wrong about that. Um, but anyways, yeah, I think think they were stereotypical black drinks, if I'm not mistaken. And then a guy comes up and goes, uh, "We want to dance with your dates." <laughs> and the one guy goes, "We were just leaving. What a good idea." Stephen English just dropped that line. He's what? He's Stephen English just dropped that line. You mind if we dance with your dates? With your dates, exactly. <laughs> and then, uh, <laughs> you gotta just watch the movie. Watch the movie. Spoiler alert. I know. Not for everybody else. They all got it. Yes, Animal House. <laughs> Boone in Animal House. Yes, it's Boone who orders it. Thank you. What? <laughs> Did you see that too? The Steve 42, is that the one? Yes. It looks like the toast drink. This is Steve 42 all the way. The toast drink at Chris's wedding will be a trans teeny. <laughs> trans teeny. That's a good drink. What what's inside a trans teeny? It's actually just an apple teeny. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so you want an apple teeny? It's an apple teeny that identifies as a manly What's drink. A manly That's what drink? it is. <laughs> when you order a trans teeny, yeah. They... Uh, that's a good one. That's a good joke. Yes, like it is. I like that. So um, there was a, uh, I touched on this a little bit on the other show yesterday, but uh, a guy melted down online. He's a bartender. And he said that a, a security guard, and I think it's a security guard for the, the area, the, yeah, where he bartends bars. Mm-hmm. So it's probably like a development or a strip mall mm-hmm. type area where a guy, you know, has to walk around. You go and you check the locks or whatever. You go over to the pizza place. Everything good? Well, wherever he's tending bar, the guy, um, wherever he's security guard, he walks into a bar. And the bartender posted this long story on social media about a drink he ordered. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, he was completely ticked off. I mean, gone. The drink he orders. I hate when you turn your supercomputer. Because you're going to read it. No, I'm not going to read it. You're going to read it. Okay. The drink he ordered was a Trayvon Martini. Oh, I just saw that story. Oh, I've not read the story. A Trayvon Martini. I know. Now, there are so many little twists to this story. (gasps) The first is it was a joke. And the bartender got butthurt by Mm -hmm. it. Now, I'm telling you right now. Go ahead. Was the bartender black? I, it, it, I don't think the story okay. said. Okay. I, I, okay. I don't know if it's, yeah, if he, I don't okay. think he did. But he was completely triggered by this, no mm-hmm. pun intended on that one. <clears throat> is ordering a drink named after Trayvon Martin, not knowing anything else, is that going to be wrong? No. No, it's actually a clever name. Yes. Insensitive to yes. some. Yes. 
I'll give them the insensitive part. Uh, if you order it, I'm going to go, oh, wow. Oh, I see what you did there. It's mm-hmm. kind of a clever name or whatever. Depending upon what else comes with it, maybe it's funny, maybe it's not. But insensitive to some. Mm-hmm. You know that right off. Uh, would you order it in front of his mom? No. No, exactly. Time and place. Time and place. We always talk about that. Time and place. The problem is he followed it up. Oh. With more of a joke that went with it. Oh. And while this is, I'm admitting, inappropriate to many people, not nice, uh-huh. um, going to get you in trouble racially. Yes. Always going to. My biggest problem is that it's not funny. Oh, I hate when they do that. See, when something is racial, I'm not even saying it's racist, but when it's racial and funny, okay, it's still kind of funny. Even if it's against white people, I don't care. Yeah. But if it's racial, maybe even racist and not funny, dude, you're just a guy who's being a racist. I think you can determine how racist somebody is being if the joke is funny. Okay. Give me so give me more. If I make some stereotypical reference. Okay. And it's just fried chicken. Okay. Watermelon. Okay. You're like, dude, you're just trying to stick it to people based on a stereotype. Okay. Okay. But if it's clever, if it's nuanced, if it references, if if it's satire, then, and and it's really funny, you know, my goal isn't automatically to just be a jerk. Mm. I may be using something that is funny to To, be racist and be a jerk. Yeah. But you know... When it's not funny, they're just being a racist yeah, okay. or Got a it. jerk. Got it. Okay. Here's what the bartender wrote. And this is okay to talk about. I'm going to try. Okay, here we go. This is the post on Facebook. I'm not okay. saying it's what he said. Okay. He said, as a bartender, I'm asked to make a thousand and one different drinks and never once has any drink like this crossed till last week. A piece of S named Mike something or other, I'm not going to say his name, wandered his racist ass into my bar and ordered a Trayvon Martini, WTF. Then when he noticed the shock on my face, he decided to tell me the recipe. Did you see what the recipe is? No, I did not. And this is on his Facebook post. And this is the recipe for that? Yes. Okay. This, this is the next line of his Facebook post. Okay. One shot of vodka. Okay watermelon juice and it only takes one shot because it only takes one shot to put him down Mm. now that's it's just not funny no no see watermelon juice because he's black see he was also carrying a watermelon tea in his pocket dude it's just come on man yeah that was weak it's not he went on to write the smug look on his face was one of the most punchable looks I've ever seen. As the manager on duty walks away in disgust and the server on duty is completely confused why this interaction is happening, I'm still stuck in shock that this grown man would say this. I immediately refuse to serve him and the night ends. Past being completely trash person, the person works for blah, 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 security. Mm -hmm. Herein lies the problem. But he mentions it. Mentions Mm -hmm. the guy's name and who he works for. Herein lies the problem, he writes. He is paid by the neighborhood to walk around with a pistol and, quote, police the area. This is a huge issue with me. Who can trust this man in any interaction with an African-American? How can this man make sure any mixed cultures are secure? I decided to contact his supervisor about my concern and was completely brushed off. If this bothers you, call. Uh, And he puts the number down. 
So he gave the guy's name, where he works, and his number. And he says, because we truly can't have this S in our neighborhood. Mm, he almost had me. What, what is TL slash DR? Whatever. Anyways, he said, effed up people exist. <clears throat> That's the post. So there's a couple of angles. And this ties in with some other things we've been discussing recently. The first, again, it's not funny. Is it, is it possible to make this more funny? Yeah, probably. You get a comedy writer, you probably could. Chris, if he had said, one shot and you play on the shot thing, inappropriate, mm-hmm. insensitive, mean, you're not going to say it likely in front of his mom, but there have been jokes like this before. See, it's a shot. There was an old joke about... Um, uh, what's his name? Uh, blind? Uh, no, uh, Marvin Gaye. You know what Marvin Gaye did on his birthday? No, what he did. He went over his dad's for a couple of shots. His dad shot him on his birthday. Oh. That was the old Marvin Gaye joke. Okay. The old joke about the Beatles prior to George Harrison dying. What happened? You know what it takes for a true Beatles reunion? Three more bullets. Oh. Okay. okay. I'm not saying these are nice. I'm just mm-hmm. saying these are old jokes that have been around jokes. decades. Yes. Okay. <clears throat> so if he had played on the shot angle, you go fine. And you make it, hey, it's a Trayvon Martini. The name itself is kind of clever. Yes. Because it ends Martini. But if you say, oh, it's iced tea and vodka, because he had iced tea, or iced tea and a shot, Mm -hmm. okay, it makes it more funny. Still insensitive, not automatically racist. The watermelon thing, you're really heading that route. Okay. Pushing that racist. Right. Now, would this be an issue if the bartender or if the security guard had been black? No. Nope. Can a black person walk into a bar of white people or black people and say, give me a Trayvon Martini? Uh, wait, a what? It's watermelon juice in a shot. Can, can you bust that out there? Yeah, I think he can. I think he actually can. It's not going to be scrutinized this way. No. And okay. by the way, the bartender so double is, standard. The bartender is black. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. And I, I, you looked it up. Yeah, I looked it up. Yeah, I looked it up. Okay. Um, number two or number three, he can't trust this guy to walk around with a pistol. See, that's where I start draw the line where now you're being an idiot. You are being a moron. Yes. If you say you can't trust him because the guy's dumb, obviously. Yes. The guy who said this has really in yes. today's world, dude, yes. what are you doing? Time and in play. Place. And you say that to a black bartender on top of this. Come on. While on duty or at least where they know where you work. And, and you carrying a gun. Time and place. A gun. Yeah. And social media. Time and place. You're an idiot. Yes. If you say that, I would say maybe you got something. Yes. Maybe somebody that dumb shouldn't be carrying yeah, a gun. A gun. Yeah. <laughs> but to say that you can't trust him to not murder black people that with a gun. Basically. Come on. Yes. Because of his comment. Come on. Listen, I say racial things all the time. We make racial dro- jokes about white people, black people, everything else. We make all kinds of it. Um, do you know me as being somebody who is mean to people based on their race? No, absolutely not. Uh, would I, wouldn't I go and help anybody regardless oh, of race and whatever? 100%. Would you trust me to come to defense of somebody if I was oh, armed doc, regardless of race? You get pissed off when people mess with the little guys. I will be one oh, thing that you. Do I don't not care. Like. It could be. In fact, if <laughs> if it was the crazy ass white supremacists out there, oh, oh, 
I would be standing up to those knuckleheads. It doesn't matter what the race of the other person yeah. was. Yeah. <clears throat> the race of the other person could have just the, the the you could take somebody who is a person of color who just cursed me out for something. And if the white supremacists roll up there and start playing this white crap and giving them the business and kicking them when they're I'm still stepping in to help that little guy. It's yeah. just how it is. Yeah. Not even going to be close. So, yeah, there's a failure. But do you see how this ties in again to that? And this is the fourth issue here. Go get him. Mm-hmm. What was that? We just talked about him at the beginning of the week. Sean King. Uh, one of them just called. For- Sean King called out the. Yeah. Uh, what was it for? I don't know. Um, my bad. Oh, the guy online. Yes. Yes. We just are now entering a world where Go says, find this guy. Find him. I need his name, where he works, his address. He needs to be fired. I, we're also getting this story one-sided from the bartender. Yes. We've heard claims of things where oh, racist graffiti found on the University of Michigan property. <clears throat> Multiple times. Guess what? Wrong. Turned out it was a black guy who did it trying to stir what up What about the crap. receipts? How many receipts many have come those, back? Many of those. Guess what? That, that didn't actually happen. Did not happen that way. And by the way, sometimes they have. Yes. So we don't know if this guy's legit. But giving him the benefit of the doubt and of saying course. this black bartender, this is what happened. Chris, how else was it handled? He told us a little bit. These people walked away. Mm-hmm. He didn't say if he made the drink. Mm-hmm. He didn't say if he gave another drink. Mm-hmm. He didn't say if he offered another one. The guy walked away laughing. If he's seen the guy since, nothing. We know the owner or the manager walked away in disgust. And the, we know the waitress was looking confused. What happened next from this guy? It's not necessarily his responsibility. But did he try talking to the guy? Mm. <clears throat> Opening that dialogue? having that conversation, listening. Right. And you don't understand that he was trying to make a joke, inappropriate or not. Mm -hmm. Okay. Instead of being completely hurt, can you go, okay, the guy was dumb Mm -hmm. and may actually be really dumb Mm -hmm. and made a bad joke. I blow off a lot of bad comments and jokes where people are trying to be funny out in public. I mean, we see people out at events and they say something like, okay, that was really not funny (laughs) and inappropriate. (laughs) For us. (laughs) Right, exactly. <laughs> How far did they go? But you understand in that situation, you're like, um, okay, the guy was trying. He didn't. Yeah. Right? Yes. Okay, got it. He could have said to the guy, hey, man, listen, let me buy you a drink. You're already there. Let me buy, have a seat. If the guy can drink. I don't know yes. what he's going to do. Let me buy you a drink. Have a seat. Listen, I get the joke. And, and by the way, the term, the phrase, ter, Trayvon Martini is kind of funny or whatever. But man, that's... That's going to get you in trouble. You're saying this stuff or whatever. I'm black, man. You know, I mean, I got, I got an issue with Trayvon. I, I think at times, and maybe even in that case, people are shot because of their race. So, you know, I got no problem with jokes or whatever. That's cool. I just, can you understand where I'm coming from? Mm. Come on, Chris. Powerful. Dude, that's, damn. And, yeah. and then if the security guard is being an a-hole, that's, that's not on him, man. Yep. And you still have to get tried. And even say to him, listen, we live in this world where look at this crap. You got to be tired of this too, right? So let me buy you a drink. Let's have a conversation. And, you know, we'll talk about easy way to get that done. But not today's world. Today's world, it's get him. Hmm. <clears throat> Crazy. All right, we'll get some tweets in, then we'll wrap the show up. But what do I have to tell them about? What was it uh, Martin, uh, Mordecai just came in and complained about? Something I didn't do? What didn't you do? <clears throat> or some commercial I didn't do. Oh, he was talking about commercial. Yeah. I don't know. Mordecai. 
Do you Mor- remember what it was? I do not remember what it was. Mordecai, did we forget something? I don't know where he is. Brick house? Nope. No, we did brick house. We did that one. What else, Mordecai? I don't know. Maybe we're clear. I, I think we. All right, I'll get a quick break in. Come back in a bit with more on the morning blaze. Check it out. You're waking up to the morning blaze with Doc Thompson, part of Generation Blaze, only on the Blaze Radio Network. Instead of punching a total stranger this morning, punch these numbers into your phone. 888-900-3393. The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. All right, it turns out I did forget one. And by that, I mean you didn't remind me. I forgot to tell people about Brickhouse Nutrition and, Dawn, and um, Field of Greens. Yeah. Tell you about Dawn of Dusk for years because mm-hmm. it's worked so well for us. And they said, hey, why don't you try Field of Greens? We tried it. Love it as well. Opportunity for you to get those vegetables in your diet that you're likely not getting. Or even in your kid's diet because they don't like them. Or you just don't want to cook them. For whatever the reason, you're not getting those vegetables put them back into your diet vegetables must be the staple in your diet is the number one it is the base the biggest thing in your food pyramid has to be fruits and vegetables category primarily vegetables and you're not getting enough i know that because most americans are not getting enough field of greens is real food it's not an elixir from vitamins it's not or uh, from vegetables not just the vitamins from them It is actually the vegetables in a different form. You mix it with water, drink it down, and there is a full serving of your daily fruits and vegetables category. And you can keep it on your shelf at home. It's in a jar. You seal it up. You keep it at your office so you can eat it for lunch. Easy to use. Just go to BrickHouseDoc.com and look for Field of Greens. BrickHouseDoc.com. Alrighty, that is it, ladies and gentlemen, the end of the morning blaze. But before we go, as always, let's find out what we learned today. We learned if Chris Christie is your pick to head up an anti-addiction program, you're doing it wrong. Yes, you are. We yes, lo- you are. Right? We learned if in your effort to look gangsta, you shoot yourself in the testicle. Oh, you're doing you it are doing it wrong. We learned if you attempt to free something from a hole and you use your ring finger, you're doing doing it it wrong. wrong. We learned pro criminal tip number 4891. Cops don't like it when you demand they not search you and you will be searched. Oh. And finally, we learned that I have not been... Excuse me. Can I do that one? Oh, there's no one. Nobody's going to listen to this. Three, two. I have never been not know where I live drunk, but I have been never ask a cop... I have been, hmm. I've never been ask a cop for, I screwed that up. You want to do it again or you just want to move on? Edit that out and we'll just move on. Okay. Three, two, one. Chris Cruz, what if anything have you learned today? Trump's likes to pee peed on and he likes to poop on Jeff Sessions. Edit that one out too. Chris Cruz, what did you learn today? Chris Cromo loves poop, caca, and no, duty talk. No, no, no. Just move beyond all. Edit that out. Three, two. Chris Cruz, what, if anything, did you learn I today? I didn't learn anything today. Neil, was... spin of the dials, radio style, Dallas, Texas. What, if anything, did you learn today? I learned you absolutely cannot go bar hopping with Chris Cruz because he's going to get <laughs> yeah. uh, his man card uh, taken that from him. That is more than first... 140 yeah. characters. You can in some yep. fabulous bar. We'll edit, we'll edit all that out. Uh, this Ready? whole thing is Three, just a bit. Two, one. What, if anything, did the listeners learn today? Uh, from Paul Steve saying they didn't mention the Chinese man name in the finger in the sex top vending machine story. It will be a comedy goal, Jerry, if it was Wang. I know it was Zoo. I mentioned it. Remember Zoo? Oh, can you edit that out? 
Yeah, just let's move on. Okay, three, two, one. Chris from, Cruz, what if anything do the listeners learn today? From post sleeve, doing it again. What I learned today, if at first you don't succeed, stop trying to crash the car into the <laughs> gate. No, you got to go, baby. If she had gotten out that back through the fence, people would have said, yes, mm. she did it. Harambe Cornhole. Nice. Hopefully, Chris Cruz has pistachios with the Appletinis for Doc Thompson at his wedding reception. I'm going to be over there stacking rocks and drinking Appletinis. Are you a pistachio fan? Who doesn't love pistachios? I hate pistachios. You don't like nuts? No. You don't like any nuts? I do not like no nuts. No nuts? No nuts. So on the record, you like the bananas, you like the plantains, you do not like any nuts? No. Okay, good. Uh, TJ Topping saying, of course... Possession was part of the failed car recovery story. Absolutely. And uh, not just possession, possession of meth. She <laughs> yeah, had the good stuff right there. Meth. Well, and, now, and now you know she was like, because she was yes. all, I gotta go. I gotta, I gotta go. go. I gotta, I gotta go. go. I gotta the go. bugs. I gotta get the bugs out from underneath <laughs> my skin. I know it'll do it. Crash it through the front gate. Henry saying, I've been mistaken the police station for your hotel drunk. Wow. I've not been that drunk, but damn, that's a good that's drug. That's a good one. That's a good drug. Oh, man. You know man. what he was drinking? What? Apple teenies. <laughs> Maybe a Trayvon Martini. I don't know. Blah, blah, blah. Love the blah, blah, blah. Turns out Chinese vending machines are better than mousetraps. They are. <laughs> How do you stick your ring finger in there? Did he only have one finger? That's what I'm saying. And this is common sense. They, what are they doing? I can't even. I can't even. I can't even. Yes. It takes the other hand for yes. me to fully stretch out my yes. ring finger. Rock and Robin saying one rule of being a gangsta is never learning proper trigger discipline. That's right. Shooting yourself in a text <laughs> in the testicle does not make you G. Uh, Blue Doubly saying what I learned today with the crushes Chris Cruz has, the turtle will be the last the marriage. I mean the turtle will last out the marriage. With the what part was the first the part? The crushes. Oh, that's right. If you keep yeah. crushing on people, yeah. it's just going to be you yeah. and that turtle alone in that flat that you call an apartment. Yeah, yeah. Speaking duck saying way too many hard C sound in the Today Shows. Chris Cuomo, Chris Christie, Chris Cruz. Wow, you're right. That really is. Yeah, but my name is All right, give me one more. One Drop more. it on a good note. Uh, we'll end with a good note with Matt saying, what I learned today, go home, CNN. You're drunk discussing politics in a bar. Oh, okay. That was all right. Like that. <laughs> bigger, bigger one then. It's all right. It's okay. It's kind of a fail anyways because I didn't get the new numbers on procrastination. Oh, you didn't? No, we'll just do it Monday, though. Okay. What else do we have coming up on Monday's broadcast? Erasing America and Religious Freedom Monday. And what? Religious Freedom Monday. Will I be here for them? Oh, yes, you will be here. Are you sure? Yeah. All right. What does Glenn have coming up? Uh, a lot of topics. What is he wearing today? Uh, house coat and slippers. All getting comfortable for the weekend. Remember, the Morning Blaze is today a Chris Cruz production. Six separate Tyrannus. Good night, Steve Cannon. Wherever, Wherever you are. are. Anya, now you go home. Are you sure I'm here for that? Yes, you do. The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. Part of the next generation of talk radio. This is the Blaze Radio Network. Knowledge is power. Tweet at us with the hashtag what I learned today. This is the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson on the Blaze Radio Network.